Welcome to episode 190 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Mission Impossible series continues with uh, our double feature, Mission Impossible 3 from 2006 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol from 2011. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. And this is your mission, should you guys choose to accept it. Come hang out with us for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, t- real tough mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. It um, might be. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The amount of people that just turned off and were yeah, like, I don't accept nah, this. No, 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 no. Um, yes, uh, if you're just joining us, we are... <laughs> my, my, my dignity will self-destruct in 10 seconds. <laughs> well, as long as you don't do any more impressions uh, this episode. No, I, I have a really good... <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, yeah, we're continuing our Mission Impossible Tom Cruise-a-thon uh, with, yes, Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Part 4 Ghost Protocol. How good did it make you feel to say Tom? I know. I'm making sure I fit that in. It's not just Mission Possible. This is, you know, I've been waiting to do a a, a couple episodes on my boy Tom Cruise. Uh, If you're just new to the show, Tom Cruise, probably my favorite. Not saying he's the best actor. I'm not saying he's a better actor than Daniel Day Lewis or Gary Oldman or whoever, but he's my favorite actor. Other than Adam Sandler. Other than I'm saying there, yeah. he makes just a lot of films that I love. He makes yeah. popcorn, fun popcorn movies. He does every once in a while the Eyes Wide Shut, the Magnolias, which I think are great too. He's just one hasn't, of those. Hasn't done that in a while. No, I, no. I, I kind of think that era is over. Well, I think him. he'll be back once he can no longer run and shit. Ah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's only so long he can do. Either, I wonder if he's going to be or Cary goes Grant, to directing though, or something. Just, gone. I don't know. Maybe. I could see him getting into directing. I mean, again, I almost feel like. He's really got a hands-on directing a but lot of I these films. I don't think he is actually directing. I think he's hands-on in a producer's, like, what is this going to do? What is this going to mean? Yeah. Are we going to make money off of this? But you get a good cinematographer. That can work. No, no <laughs> I, th- I think these movies prove that almost you need, like, still, like, I, they all have uh, a vision, a vision in a dr- the, the director's. They all feel like different movies. But they all have pretty big, good directors, and some films are better, and some, as we talked of last year, like John Woo is considered <laughs> to- uh, Totally, but like all, that feels like a John Woo film. It doesn't feel like a Tom Cruise film. Yeah. Like it, this, Mission Impossible 2 does not feel like Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible yeah. 3 does not feel like Mission Impossible 4 to me. That's true. As we get into that, the new era... You kind of start seeing some connectivity, but I think the that's McQuarrie. The they get rid of the numbers and they start having titles is when the film series kind of like changes, right? Like I feel like one, two, and three are completely different movies, Protocol and all the other. But I've always felt I like... I feel Ghost Protocol is even its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think five and six are the ones that you feel like are kind Cohesive. of... Which again makes sense because that's missed. Uh, yeah, McQuarrie doing something. But yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know. Tom Cruise, I go through his filmography, and I'm not going to say I love every film. Yeah. I mean, there's The Rock of Ages. There's, 
you know, there's those handful of films, but I, I think you know, you look at filmography. There's not too many people that I, I I'm not again not saying everyone's gonna like, but like I like Night and Day, which you know, <laughs> not never, many people are gonna never, say. I remember I've never seen Night and Day. I remember that just being a kind of a fun, yeah. silly action movie. Like the, there's films like that that I like of his, and then you know, there's some uh, Oblivion, which not a lot of people like. That's one of my favorites. What like, was he's the courtroom uh, like boiler drama? Like few good men. No, the, the lion, lion and the lamb, or oh, uh, lions for lambs. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. 2007, right? Oh, is that it? Is, yeah, I watched it. I talked yeah. about it already. Oh. It's and, and that's not really a Tom Cruise. I think yeah. that's coming off of we're going to talk about Mission Impossible three. This is Tom Cruise kind of slump. People are not like it's not. You're not. You don't want to say admit you like Tom Cruise. And I remember that error ah. <laughs> and still trying to defend him. And it was tough we, at the we time. Were, we were making funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not cool to like Tom Cruise at that time. But and, I think he's trying to make his. Magnolias, uh, you know, his, his eyes wide shut type of pictures with those, but maybe have a little bit more control and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Lines for Lamb just feels like he was hired to do a bit part. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot in to do that movie. He's, you know, I don't know. It's not a Tom Cruise movie, that's for sure. Um, and neither is Magnolia. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got one good, he's got the one segment, I guess. And, and, and yeah, he's, you, you've kind of, like, he's great in Magnolia. It might be his best. I think Acting? it might it, like the scene on with him and the you know it was dad's dying next yeah. to him. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty. Fu- yeah, I, I don't that know. might be a, a turning point in, for him. Ah, well, then he makes he's kind of done a lot, too. a bit of everything though. And yes, he's definitely became the action guy now. But like he's done Interview with the Vampire. He's done, I think which, yeah. that film rewatching like that film fucking it held really up like good. a mother. like it's a great horror film. He's done you know the War of the Worlds, the Minority Report, mm. like some great Jerry sci-fi. Maguire, yeah. Then he's done the Jerry Maguire's. Then he's done the the Born on the Fourth of July's. He's kind of done, he did the teen romps early, then even the Top Guns are kind of their own, they're an action film, but they're kind of their own thing. Like, he's, he's kind of done it's, it all. It's interesting, it's like, you know, you mentioned an interview with a vampire and and with Brad Pitt, who are, are both of these guys that you could consider like last movie stars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like, there there doesn't seem like... Well, I think the movie stars kind of dead, yeah, those are the, the those are the guys that and Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, DiCaprio I guess I, yeah. that sell the movie like after, when they're gone like no Chris Hemsworth is not selling a movie he's no. proved that time and time yeah. again no his movies go to Netflix Chris Evans all yeah. these guys have none of them can sell movies anymore right none of the Chris's can sell movies no. we know this <laughs> uh, Pine Pratt Pine can even sell Dungeons and Dragons which is so good go watch that movie but yeah but you so but you have different uh, you have DiCaprio who is very selective does not act no. that often and you have Pitt, who actually kind of does similar things that Cruz, he has his mm-hmm. own production co- company, mm-hmm. but his production company puts out 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. He does Moneyball. Yeah. He does, like, it feels like, I, I think he's too old now, but he could I also don't think he his action movies were really as successful. Well, like World s- War Z, what else did he do? But even oh, I, World I War Z, he's, he, like, there's always like a higher goal of those to almost like commentary wise, um, where where I, I kind of wonder like Mr. and Mrs. Smith might be the only one that he was like popcorn. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. World War C is not that deep. <laughs> no, I know, and, uh, but it it, it kind of threw out everything that from the book, right? Yeah. I think it's supposed became, to be like I think yeah. it, it's a failed experiment. I, I don't think World War Z is any special movie or something. I'm trying like what's what's the big Brad Pitt action movie? Did he have like a good like he did Bullet Train? I enjoyed, but well, yeah, well, maybe, maybe we're in that era when I did not. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of uh, Lockstock, maybe like 
Snatch? And even oh, that snatch, is snatch, not, snatch. But that's not a big like no. kind of action movie. Yeah. That's more of like a that's small, like a, an indie movie that yeah. became a big hit. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like he he. I don't feel like he ever really nailed down the action movie very well. Well, that that's what I was about to yeah. say. Like he just. It's interesting. He just didn't go down that road, and and it's also interesting that he's still a movie star. Yeah, mm. um, he's because he's a good looking dude still. That's would not, Fight well, Club be an action? Probably not an action. No, that's not an action. Inglorious Bastards. I guess you could you could potentially Maybe, say yeah. that that's an action movie. But uh, and even that, I almost feel like Tarantino is his own genre. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's the Tarantino. It's not an action. It's almost like an uh, retro homage exploitation. Yeah. You know, it's taking the best of from all those movies and making it his own. Uh, but yeah, like yeah. he hasn't gone down this road that Cruz has no. fairly successfully. And I think Brad Pitt probably realizes he's probably too old for that shit, even though I guess he did Bullet Train, so maybe not. But like yeah. Tom Cruise is still like, I'm 35, and you know, he <laughs> thinks that, and he's still doing, like, he's still fucking running. We're going to talk about part three, which I, this is older, but he's, he's still doing it in the, the, some of the new ones too. Yeah. He's running, and I know like they do, it's like a one shot, and I know they cheat it. He runs a lot. Yeah, like, that's a fucking like. That's, so they they've <laughs> done. Uh, uh, there was a, a a sprint expert uh, that that broke down his running. Now I guess uh, he's a really great runner, good yeah. speed, whatever. Uh, his his posture they think is wrong. Like if he wanted to be a professional run, yeah. runner, couldn't do it. Uh, be, be, they would change his. They but. Other than that, he's uh. He, but he's and they're also like not. They don't comment because that scene. That's the scene where he breaks his ankle. Mm-hmm. That they're they're breaking down, yeah. Which we'll talk about on a, another episode. another episode. Um, he's old, yeah, <laughs> and he's getting top speed and what? Like he's definitely like become what is more he? athletic. Is he, does anyone know? Is he fifty five, fifty six? He no, he's six. Oh, uh, fifty? He, uh, not sixty yet, but he's gonna be sixty close. pretty soon. Yeah, I guess he was fifty five. I think when we're talking like maybe Rogue Nation era around that or uh, Fallout. Yeah, for Fallout, I think he's fifty five, and and we yeah we were we were talking about this on. You're starting to see the aging a little bit, but it's still you he, know. He, no, he is sixty. Okay, wow. Uh, and he'll be six uh, sixty one. We didn't even comment the crazy like Tropic Thunder, which I, I don't like that movie. I know a lot of people do. I think that's a pretty bad movie, but I think his scenes are the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is gonna too, but I think his scenes, the five minutes total, whatever he has, is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that, that, which that, they've been talking and doing a spinoff. I, I hope they don't because I think that's a character mm-hmm. that works works as in five a minutes, small, not an hour. That and wor- that was part of the reason why I think the public got into him again. Yeah, I think him he making was, fun of himself yeah. in such an overt way. Which he really isn't. No, he's. <laughs> but just it—it it was a smart. Like the guy knows how to market himself. Yeah. Let's say that. Well, it, it was interesting seeing Tom Cruise is usually the hero, and he's swearing his head off, and he's just a he's prick and bald, being a yeah, fat douche. Yeah, but he's a guy. I guess he's a guy that kind of does it all. Like you always hear on the talk shows, we didn't talk. He's like, ah, I got a pilot license, got this. He sings like he's done like in Rock of Ages. Again, not saying his singing is necessarily great and all of it, and that's not a great movie. But he sings like all his, his stuff in that, and he's done other things like shows where he's saying he kind of is one of those like natural at everything. Like you, he goes through at one talk show, and they're like they're asking like, "Do you can you do this? Can you do this?" And like he had like ninety percent of it, he can do a helicopter, fly a yeah. helicopter plane. It's now, crazy. I'm sure those questions have already like they were vetted. Oh, for sure, yeah, they, yeah. they know what they're going to be like. I'm sure what they're can like, you do yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. going to ask oh, you yeah, on yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, anyways, what do you guys watch this week? Yeah. 
We're not because we're going to get into yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides, we're talking about Tom <laughs> yeah. Cruise all day. Um, sure, I, I can jump in with. Uh, I watched. Uh, we're leading up. Uh, if you don't know, uh, this year we got some big episodes. We're leading up the middle of the year, so about a month from now, we're going to be covering our best of 2007. We we drew names. Our num year, names. We drew years <laughs> from a hat, and uh, that was the year that was chosen. We do this every year, um, so we can you know. We're going to cover the new films end of the year, but in the middle of the year, we're going to pick a, a random year. So we got a best of 2007 coming up, uh, and we also do have, uh, for our 200th episode, the top 100 slashers. So some some big episodes the next month oh, or two yeah. to look forward to, which means that we've been watching a lot of movies. A lot of movies. I'm watching a lot of uh, yeah. slasher in 2007, so that's really what I'm always talking about as of late. But I did watch a 2007 movie, uh, Pathfinder. This is directed by Marcus Nis- Nispel, uh, probably most famous. He did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, mm-hmm. kind of brought the horror remake. I don't think I know on. this Pathfinder at all. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Um, he did the Friday 13th remake. Uh, it stars uh, a young Carl, Carl Urban. He's coming off, I think, the Lord of the Rings movies, but I don't know if this is his first starring role. This is probably before Lord of the Rings. Or no, no, it's, oh, it's no, just, no, just after. Yeah, sorry, after. Uh, not Hobbit. Because I thought yeah. it was like, he looks really young in this. I thought this was early mm-hmm. Kirk. So Carl this Urban. is uh, Carl Urban from The Boys. The Boys. Uh, yeah, Dread, I guess, is what I kind of always point him as the, the film that everyone, it's like everyone's top film yeah. but it, it top was, judge dread film <laughs> no like it, it's a lot of like top comic book films top action yeah. movies I, a lot of people really fucking love that movie um uh it's clancy brown is a villain in this and then we have moon blood uh good who was uh she was in um oh um uh, she's an actress that was uh, I, sorry n- not native american right that that's the and, and did and did did you indigenous i can never say uh, that <laughs> <laughs> it was so much easier to say but um yeah this this is an early role for her too because she was kind of like around this time. If you were getting a, a female indigenous woman, you yeah, probably got what her. else was she? She, she did like five films around that time. I I forget. I didn't write them down, but um, I'll I'll look it up. Anyways, this is kind of what I wanted the Northman to be. Oh yeah, not saying this movie's better than Northman. <laughs> okay. It is not. All right, because I think Marcus Nispel is no Robert fucking Eggers. I think this film has that ugly, drained look that this guy used to do, and like every, a lot of people were doing at this time. I, it's an ugly looking film, but I, this is why I wanted Northman. I thought I was getting into when I watched that movie, where it's about Vikings come over and they're almost like fucking monsters the way they're they're shot and yeah. all their armor and fur, and you never see their faces. You see like the kind of the helmets and stuff. They're, they're, it's almost it's like horror movie characters, and they come and they're just slaughtering natives, and it's all crazy violence and blood and okay. craziness. And uh, Carl Urban, it opens up. He's a child, and he's one of the Vikings' child ch- children. Uh, but he refuses to kill like a uh, a native kid, indigenous kid. I apologize. <laughs> I'm never going to get that right. <laughs> he he refuses. So the, you know the Viking father whips him and leaves him to 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 die, and they take off. And uh, the the indigenous family take him in and raise him as their own. It is. The white savior, yeah. Uh, you, you're gonna get in this, but yeah. So Carl Urban is gonna, you know, now the Vikings have come back. They've slaughtered one town. They're coming to his town next. He's gonna set um, up a defense. Or sorry, they slaughtered his town, and there's another town though that he's gonna help save. That Moonblood Goods town, I guess. Um, and town's probably not. Even she, the right she, word. she was uh, Terminator Salvation is the big one okay. uh, for her. Uh, but uh, in a bunch of movies, I knew there was some. Uh, yeah, a bunch of yeah. stuff around this, maybe kind of like these movies Eight that we're kind of forgetting. Yeah, Ooh. forgotten. Um, 
but yeah, anyways, yeah, and it's like him setting traps and taking out Vikings and revenge story, and it's just like it's just insane violence yeah. of him taking out Vikings and Vikings. Is the viol- is the all that stuff done well or is yeah, it like CGI-ish? It's, it's, it's proud. To, I think it's a mix. Like it's 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 fine. Like it's it's done again. Like the guy does violence well. I mean, Tex Chainsaw mm. Massacre has yeah. some kind of gnarly shit. But yeah, I just. I don't know. There's not really much to it, and I just fucking hated the look of the film. Uh, so I'm going to go to 6 out of 10. I think it's like it's a fine watch. Mm-hmm. Right. But I would have loved to see Robert Eggers do a crazy, Viking, Viking revenge violent movie. Braveheart. Like, it, I know that is a Viking revenge movie, but that's yeah. more of like, I'm going to sit in the town and like manipulate things. I wanted to see just like slaughter, people slaughter yeah. hundreds of Vikings versus, you know. Yeah, he's never you didn't that get that movie. To, we didn't get that. But, um, he does the actual Viking yeah, like, like the what they would have done and like spent years and yeah. I just think because because this movie plays like a horror film, and I would have loved to see him treat the Vikings like that. Like these characters, kind of like Thirteenth Warrior. Have you seen? Yeah, that yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. With Antonio. Like in this thing, these fucking things are beasts, man, killing, slaughtering people. Um, I think with Eggers, it's it was more like there is that horrific scene, which is as horrific as anything I've mm-hmm. seen the last couple of years, where they attack that village. But for for him, he's gonna be doing it in, in a way that's he's a even if he's taking on supernatural stuff, he wants to take it from a real standpoint, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or a, a research standpoint. Uh, Maddie, I watched that from two thousand seven. Zodiac. Oh yeah, this movie is so good. I had an afternoon free, so I had like three hours. I'm just gonna sit and just digest this movie. This movie begs to be digested. It is such a uh, a sprawling tale of obsession about a mass murderer who's like outsmarting everybody at every chance they get. And all these guys are getting like bogged down with bureaucratic like red tape and like everyone's stepping on each other's toes. And- it's almost like all the. Uh, I- all the presidents, man. Have mm-hmm. you seen that one, Maddie? I have not actually. Kyle, yeah, I, I yeah. Watched it it's almost yeah. like like that movie, except instead of Dustin Hoffman and 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 Redford getting to some like awakening at the end, mm-hmm. Zodiac just breaks the people. It's mm-hmm. crazy how everyone just at the end of it, they're just their broken. lives are everybody's yeah. lives are ruined from this. They're miserable, like the obsession and like not being able to figure this out. And well, I think to the, all the presidents, man, too. It's like that they. That goes somewhere. They catch somewhere. This is all... Yeah. For not. For not, really, yeah. And some of the most terrifying, like, murders I've seen on screen in a while, like, there are like, these uh, brutal scenes where the Zodiac Killer just murders yeah. a it's couple scarier of than any horror film, in my Yeah, you opinion. got it. Like, yeah, we talked about... Uh, on, or or, or uh, Matt from the Matt and Mark mm-hmm. movie podcast, um, or movie show... Last week talked about how he lives close to that lake when that happens. So terrifying. Would you want to go there? You at first be like, yeah, for a picnic. You kind of like start thinking like, oh wait a second, no, this horrible thing happened here, and I've seen it play out in real time. Yes, because they shot in the same location. Oh yeah, and and that's the other like uh, there there's in the special features you see him Mm -hmm. shooting on the streets in San Francisco and like the exacting amount he wants uh, for all the details yeah Yeah, apparently like every little thing in the background is all like he went crazy for this film the research he did and it's kind of a cool period piece too because you're seeing like this play out like the 60s 70s and uh, I guess I would almost love to see him write a book on this because it sounds like he took his main books but then actually did more research and like found out what is 
you know, debunk some of that stuff, got the, that story, mm-hmm. but from 10 other different people's and, point of view. And, and they you kind keep of wondering, like, like will they of... ever, like, will there be some new DNA evidence or something? Yeah, that'll happen? I, I think it's probably think so. too late. But like... Memories of a Murderer, which yeah, we watched. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, he made that, Bong made that movie. And, and then almost 20 years later, they did find the killer. Yeah. So, so we're not even at 20 years yet. After the movie. After the movie. After the killing. Uh, well, the killing is even longer. Yeah. It's so, so hard, though, because you yeah. like so much time has passed that if they mm-hmm. find, like, oh, we actually found this hair on this glove that yeah. has this, like, I don't know, that do we trust that? I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it, it, with, with Memories of Murder, it was a lot of information. Yeah. Came yeah. Out. So it, it, you would have to, like, they broke down the one cipher yeah, I just recently uh, just actually. Recently, I guess yeah. you'd have to find like literally the guy's like old hideout that had all mm. like maybe he took pictures of his murders or something. Yeah, maybe there's know. stuff buried somewhere yeah, or yeah. something like, like like a bunker. It'd somewhere. be cool. I, I think I think it's gonna be like Jack the Ripper, and we'll I'm never, unlikely to know. No. I think that's why. Again, I'm not normally into the whole true crime thing, but this, this Jack the Ripper is... have always kind of like, and maybe even the town the judge sent down is kind of in that mm. mix. But yeah, I don't know. There's something interesting about like taunting. It's it's the horrible because yeah. people like murdered real people and you know these are real victims. But like he's he's besting everybody. It's almost at every turn. like a villain that's on the level of almost movie villains because you know he had a look, he had a mm. mask, he had a fucking eerie voice. Mm. He taunted people. He he had like yeah these riddles or kept, deciphers. That yeah, switching like, it up. And this movie is crazy star studded. Even like uh, insular characters like. Hey, wait! That's uh, Claire Danes. What the fuck is she doing here? Like, it's just crazy. How many is Claire stars Danes in just it? pop up? Yeah, she was in the jail cell. Uh, she was talking. Uh, is she, that Claire she Danes? Met him at a party. I think it was Claire Danes. No, no Chloe Sevigny. Oh no! No, that's the wife. Oh, that's who are you the talking wife. about? Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, no, that's not Claire. Danes, she met her though. at the party, no, and she kind of said, "Oh yeah, we called him um, Lee." She's the survivor. Oh, that's not Claire Danes. No. Oh, it wasn't Claire Danes in the uh, the prison? No, it's someone. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Claire Danes. Clea Duvall. It could be that. Well, possibly. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, because I know who Claire Danes are. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I recognize yeah. the woman, but yeah. Um, that's a, that's the one thing where I watched that movie. Yeah. Why did they not? They had where they thought it was that one suspect. Why didn't they bring? Her a picture of him. Yeah, that would see. make sense, right? Say, like, because hey, they get her to describe him and the name, and like that's what they go off of. It's got to be him. Well, I'm sure they him. did. Yeah, in the movie at least. Yeah. Like, because the movie, I, I think, like again, I, I mentioned this before. You can almost watch this movie and like, I'm gonna <laughs> you're, fucking you're solve gonna, this like, murder. Try to figure it out, like, like based on the movie. But that's alone. the one thing that I, yeah. I didn't. And again, maybe they did in real life, but that's the one thing that didn't make sense because all the other evidence, the birth, like he phones on his birthday and all that kind of shit they put together. But maybe that's supposed to be like an inferred thing where she didn't connect the dots there and mm-hmm. and and you're just like not that she would know for sure yeah it's just like that uh, he yeah, runs was, out of that scene with like oh, I, I know who it is now and blah 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 I've solved it blah 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 and, and but he's obsessive he doesn't yeah. know anything mm-hmm. yeah that's the other part I think you have to be into like the headspace of uh, of, of, of Gyllenhaal's character where he's just lost the script He's lost it. He doesn't know who's killed mm-hmm. him. This could be the person, but it very well could not be the person because he's too far down the rabbit hole. But I, he's starting to really... He's putting a lot of clues together. 100%. Yeah. But he, like as Matty said, the obsession destroys all these people's mm-hmm. lives and they get nowhere. Yeah. 
Well, the, the, the whole problem is they, they mention is yeah. that all the evidence they have was circumstantial, right? Like there, yeah, none of, there was never real evidence. They were still evidence. doing like handwriting samples and shit like that. Like, the most important yeah. evidence they couldn't prove and all the other shit just happened. Well, maybe it all just happened in coincidence. But it all could be circumstantial. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the circumstantial stuff, coincidence, that's a great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. They, these people convinced themselves, and there's a bunch of them, not just Jake. Yeah, Jonas, yeah, yeah, that kind of. They thought they had the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh, all yeah. There's if you go to Wikipedia, there's like 20 suspects and all yeah. kinds of crazy evidence yeah. against each. They other. just took it through Jake Gyllenhaal's character in this case as is uh, to show the full obsession of whether it's Ruffalo's character or mm-hmm. Downey Jr. completely losing his mind. Downey Jr.'s unbelievable in this. He is so good in this, right? I've said this on Letterbox, but you watch this movie and you go, "Fuck, Iron Man might have been the worst thing that happened mm-hmm. for us." Probably best thing to happen to him. <laughs> best thing to happen to him. Yeah, because he he's well, when so is good. Iron Man? Is it after Zodiac? Say uh, next year. Next yeah. year. Very close. So you, but you, you would see like Downey Jr. like in Wonder Boys, and he'd have a few scenes. He'd go, God, that was yeah. the best. Or even scene like in that Kiss movie. Kiss Bang Bang, I think was incredible. This right? Like, yeah. Maybe he doesn't. You know, maybe Iron Man's when he needed to get it. Maybe without Iron Man, he goes back into the yeah. fucking drugs totally. and alcohol and. He, this is the best thing for him, Iron yeah. Man. He's become like yeah. he's got more money than brains, and now he's got a purpose. And mm-hmm. but he's a talented fucking actor that was kind of wasted playing. Well, he's in. Uh, I think it's just a bit part Oppenheimer. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe things change. Maybe he'll come back now. Maybe like the Marvel thing is kind of long done. You know, he's mm-hmm. had some time. I know he did like that Judge movie or something that he produced and starred in or wrote or directed. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. That no one cared about. And Doolittle, whichever one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You wonder if a maybe guy- he kind of realized that, like we're we're kind of done with that image. Do something different now. But we also ta- like we, you know, we talked about Ving Rhames. Not to say that yeah. the same, but your muscles might like your your acting muscles might not be in great shape. You've been playing sleepwalking through the same character for fifteen years. Yeah, I, I think I almost feel like Bing Rames is different though. I almost feel like you know, you're not doing anything. Whereas I think Robert Jr. is kind of doing stuff. It's just he's playing that fun character and same character. Yeah. Like you're not like that But he's still keeping himself on screen. He's still like, you know I think even all those zany characters take some skill, right? Like yeah, yeah, like, but can he ever not be just that guy ever again? Uh, I don't know. I think who knows? We'll see how much he's in Oppenheimer, and maybe that's what. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll have a small part that will everyone will talk about that, and that will kind of inspire him. I'd love that because yeah. you watch Zodiac, and yeah, I think he's the best actor in the movie. I, uh, yeah, he I, like Jill and I, Ruffalo yeah. are great. Ruffalo is always underrated as an actor. I feel like because. Um, the only thing with Downey, he disappears kind of like the last half. He doesn't have as much to do. Right? Uh, yeah, he's no, I'm, I'm not saying that he's the most yeah. important character. Yeah, I just think yeah. he, when he's in a scene, he's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, so even like Elias Cotez is so good as like the cop. Oh, Elias Cotez, yeah. Donald Donald Logue. Donald Logue. Yeah, he is so good as like the bird dad. Like you didn't hear this from me, but I think like yeah, it is one of those ones everyone. Well, and and you've and you've got. Um, uh, even Hall. the bit part, like, like the guy, who, the, the different Zodiac suspects are fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just trying to think of uh, the the main Zodiac, who's who's oh, the Fargo yeah. dude, uh, John Carroll Lynch, who I love. He is so good. John as... Carroll Lynch is. I remember I knew him as Jim Carrey's brother. Uh, Drew Carrey's uh, Drew brother. Drew Carrey's brother. Yeah. Jim Carrey's brother. <laughs> he always reminded me of the dude from The Office. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, 
They look David Kushner. No, no, he's thinking of uh, the Chili Man. Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Well, they're yeah. both kind of a bit bigger guys, bald. <laughs> yeah. But even in The Walking Dead, there's that one. I don't know if you guys have seen this episode. There's yeah. a one standalone episode. You could watch this episode. You wouldn't have to be a fan of The Walking Dead. It's just him, this other character. It's how he redeems this other character. It's a it's a total standalone. box standalone episode. You wouldn't have to even watch the show. It's so fucking good, and it's because both the actors are just incredible in it. Okay. John Carroll Lynch is amazing. Yeah, I I, I agree. What are you giving Zodiac? Uh, 8.5. 8.5. Uh, you I can't was, go. I was thinking 9, too, actually. Like, yeah. It's uh, got to be 9. Yeah. <laughs> you did give it four, a 4.5 four on yeah, Letterboxd. Yeah, I got to go nine. I don't want to get yeah. into this weird math yeah. thing again. Um, uh, cool. Well, I watched... I, I, I went away from 2007 Slashers, which I have rarely done unless it's a new movie over the last mm-hmm. few months. A uh, movie I've been wanting to see for, I, I don't know, maybe maybe close to five years since I, I, I saw a piece written about it. Miami Blues. Do you guys Is know this? Baldwin? It's with Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. I think you both would... Is it like 92? It's uh, uh, 1990. Okay. I think you both would love this. Yeah, yeah. It's had a couple. I, I almost picked up the Shout Factory, so it just got a new release from I think M- MVD. So yeah, I plan on grabbing it eventually. Um, I I guess um, there was there were some issues with like the versions of the, this. Maybe that new one that just came out. Everybody is is happy with, but I don't I don't know. It's George Armitage who's basically done nothing. He did some movies in the seventies. He did this. He did Gross Point Blank. And then the big bounce, which I've never seen yeah. either, which was a bomb. Is about castles? <laughs> I think it's the one with, uh, um, I think it's Owen Wilson, Morgan Free. Anyways, it bombed. <laughs> okay, yeah. But Gross Point Blank, yeah, I've yeah, always loved. Uh, yeah, I like that one. This is probably even better than Ghost, Gross Point okay. Blank. Like, well, this is like a serious neo noir, right? And that's kind of like a silly. Uh, this is like, this is hilarious too. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, it's so. It's got Alec Baldwin playing this criminal who's just got out of journey, jail and he thinks, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to start over. But he starts over by just like doing crime right away. And it, there's a Hare Krishna and he accidentally kills him by like just trying to get rid of him because he's already taken all of some purse or something. So he's just trying to get away and he accidentally kills this Hare Krishna. And then that brings in Fred Ward. Hey. And Fred Ward is now this cop that has no teeth i don't know how they did this did fred warden have no teeth i don't know but maybe he got knocked out for this movie or some shit like that it's crazy realistic maybe he wore dentures yeah and uh fred ward uh, i'm I'm sure there's some movie magic going on there is this cop he's gonna get him he's he's smart but also bumbling He, he can't quite get it together um and uh, Alec Baldwin goes to a hotel. He orders up a prostitute. That pro- prostitute is played by Jennifer Jason Lee. They have this weird fucking exchange that's like s- charming but gross and and uh, but hilarious and and also like heartwarming. It's the weirdest thing. This movie is bizarre, but basically it's Alec Baldwin going around doing these crimes. Fred Ward on his case. Jennifer Jason Lee not knowing that he's doing this thing, thinking he's going straight, but he's now an investor type because he plays it off. I don't think any of them have ever been better. Fred mm. Ward is fucking amazing in this movie. I love Fred Ward. This is mm. just 
perfect for him. Like he's a tough guy, but also like he's got flaws and maybe a little bit dumb. Alec Baldwin is so good. He's at the Alec Baldwin bubble stage, like uh, Rock. Yes. He, like he's he's a he's a hunk. Yeah, and and he can play off all these things. He's kind of charming, but kind of not. Like there's something off about him. And Jennifer Jason Lee is so good, but like all of these things are happening. They're trying to track him down, and Alec Baldwin ends up playing tricks on Fred Ward and doing all this kind of stuff. It's so good, it's, and it's light and fluffy. And it's like a fun movie, and just it's a ton of fun. And when I finished watching, I was like, "That was just so much fun!" Like, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this and, and giving a rating. When was the last time I had that much fun? Yeah. It's been a while. Like for an, a movie I've never seen before, I, mm. I I I read this piece five years ago. I put it on my watch list. I think it's been on my watch list as long as Kyle has uh, told me about Letterboxd, and I <laughs> finally got Letterboxd. I think it was one of the first things I was like, "Yeah, I, I I'd like to see this. This this seemed interesting." Um, uh, so I think I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh, wow. all right. It's, I gotta check this like, out. We're, we're, we'll do our. Uh, uh, gems of the year. The gems of the year, and I, I'll be shocked if this doesn't make my yeah, top I'll, ten. Yeah, I think I pick up that MVD release because I'm watching this too. And there's a scene early on with Fred Ward, and I was like, I kind of wish I was watching it with Maddie and Kyle. Like this would have been just like a fun movie to be like Every laughing time you see about. Fred Ward, you get excited. Like there's just like all the the dialogue is so fucking good, but there's layers to the dialogue too. Like that, and that was the thing in the end. Like mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee says a few things that are hilarious on surface, and then you go, like I thought about it afterwards and I went, that is heartbreaking. Yeah, she's she's excellent in it. Um, uh, and and the reason why it's uh, like I, I Criterion has a Jennifer Jason Lee kind of like. Uh, uh-huh. Rundown. showcase right now that's going on and nice. um sometimes i she's someone that i've always liked in uh, mm. variety stuff but maybe i haven't seen all the great hits and now maybe i'll have to go down the rabbit hole nice oh. uh i'm gonna jump in with the double feature here because it leads up that sequel is a 2007 movie i hadn't seen the first film in the longest time so i thought i'd watch yeah. them so avp aliens vs predator <laughs> okay. 2004 <laughs> This is, we talked about this before, uh, not the movie, but this is, I think we saw this together in the theaters, yeah. right? This is one of the few films that I contemplated, should I walk out in the middle of this? Like, yeah. I was oh, wow. like, fuck this shit. Yeah. So, I what, hated this movie. What year is the original? So, the, the part one or, is 2004. Or, or, yeah, part one of Alien versus um, Not the original <laughs> yeah. Alien. So Or Predator. The characters are, like, uninteresting. The dialogue is bland. Lance Hendrickson's in there at least, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the setup for this is pretty fucking awesome. Where they they find they get this um, they find out about this pyramid that underground this little ancient pyramid. Um, there's like a whole world or something, and yeah, so it's Stargate. Kind of not a whole world. It, it's like, but they 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 end up going into this pyramid that is like an, made of alien technology or something because it's like advanced. It's Stargate. And the the pyramid, um, it rotates and stuff, and it's constantly rearranging itself to be this hunting ground. So there's these eggs hidden in there. They have this like okay. frozen alien like queen, uh. and when they hit the when they pull the thing, it kind of like wakes it up. It unfreezes it, and it starts fucking laying eggs. The predators see that this thing's been opened, so it comes down. 
it's this great setup of the aliens predator. They're going to be in this hunt and hunting each other and the humans in this pyramid that's rearranged. You got Lance Hendricks in there. So it's like a cube, but like with the- I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. fucking digging this movie. Yeah, this seems kind of like, interesting. I'm like, what was I thinking? I mean, it's PG-13, but I don't feel yeah. it hurts it. I mean, maybe I think they did release like an extended cut that had extra blood because it seems pretty bloody mm. um, for what you're getting in here. The special effects are all done surprisingly well like 2004 I assumed would have been like all CGI mm-hmm. if it's CGI it's done really well like it, I think it's definitely a mix and it all the CGI and practice like it all looked cool and the aliens are good and the predators I think at that point sometimes doing practical was cheaper right yeah yeah I, I will say that, that the, the predators in this are kind of like I don't know if they're fat or muscular I didn't like the a bit bulky they're big so I'm like fuck am I was I crazy but then the moment happens that I fucking hate it in the theater, and I hated it this time too. Where like the predator and humans kind of like team up, and it just oh feels yeah, weird. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm yeah. gonna like I think everything else is fucking cool in this film up to that point. So I'm gonna still give it six and a half. Like I, okay. I want to pick this up because I think the sequel might even be better. Oh, that's uh, here. <laughs> so I never watched the sequel because I hate the first one. So the sequel, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, this is from 2007. I heard mixed things. I heard some people say it was better. I, wa- I remember the one complaint is it's so fucking dark and you can't see anything. That is true. It's so dark and you can't see anything. Okay. Um, uh I, I watch this like I wonder if it would work better, you know, 4K or something that handles the black better. But it might just be one of those movies. It's really fucking dark. But so this film again has all this. It, this is kind of a weird film because we're getting Aliens and Predator, but it's like in the middle of a suburban, like you know, you have a teen drama and this guy's working at a pizza it's like, place. It's like a sur- <laughs> like in Burlington. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like this. You're you're dealing with this guy, and he's working at a pizza place, and he's trying to hit on the girl, but she's dating the jock, and it's all these weird, like, shitty drama. Like all that stuff kind of sucks, and I don't care about the human stuff. It's all garbage. Um, guess what though? Who fucking cares about this? Because this film has the best predator on screen. Better than any other Predator, in my opinion. Okay. Like, this Predator, he's got all these fucking gadgets and traps, and, like, this Predator... He's like the, the, the data of uh, Predators. He's kicking ass, man. <laughs> he's going into the sewer to hunt the Predators, and he's throwing these things, and it's kind of creating this web of lasers. I'm like, what's he going to do with that? He's, like, fucking... to do grab. you say... Oh. He no, he's hunting the aliens. Aliens, sorry, what I say. He's you said the predators. I was like, sorry, is the predator he's, against the yeah, predators? Yeah, this one is just one predator taking out all, and these aliens are constantly laying eggs. Ah. So there's con- there's fucking hundreds of me in this movie's taking. So he throws these like in the sewers, these web kind of lasers, and you're like, what's that going to do? And he hits him into it. So then when like the, the alien goes flying into it, just like Explodes. slice up. And it, there's tons of crazy action sequences. So this one is R, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, that's why they call the requiem aliens with predator. R AVP uh, R. Not to confuse the AVP. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> I just yeah. Like again, you have to get past the human gar- drama. It's yeah. garbage. But man, the alien, the alien. This is like fucking Batman. Man, he's throwing like uh like what are those spinning things from those movies that he had? Oh I think, yeah, part yeah, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, And like he's taking out aliens and humans left and right. But it's also like it never goes as cheesy like the first one where it's like oh, but he's taking out the aliens. He's he's siding with the humans no like there's a scene he fucking throws and he misses the alien and dice kills like one of the lead women <laughs> the predator doesn't give a shit about humans either this is a film no one is fucking safe kids forget about it we're gonna see <laughs> fucking aliens ripping out of kids the, the aliens go into a hospital and there's a row of all babies and pregnant women there's some crazy shit happening no one is safe in this fathers with their kids it, it's 
yeah, it's the same. And the ending is fucking awesome too. It's like it's a big crazy ending. So it's bleaker than than the mist. It's the most bleak of. of it's uh, bleak. That's a, it's bleak, but the movie's so fun. Like it's it's all. <laughs> it doesn't it's, matter. It's a predator going around hacking up aliens in different ways. Do I have to watch AVP to watch AVPR? No, like it has nothing to do. Actually, well, sorry, that's a lie because it does continue from how that film ends. Like how uh, the alien comes to Earth is a continuation. Uh, answer is no. To. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You don't have, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I can, yeah, whatever. You don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm not saying that it's still like you have to get to that shitty drama. I wish you could see more of this. Yeah. Because it probably would have been great if it wasn't all in fucking shadows. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I enjoy okay, it. But it might be okay. like, I think it's one, like, I want to go pick up the box set of these movies now, which I never thought I would say. There's like, a box set of these movies? Sorry, I've just, like, it's like a two-pack. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I ignore like these films. there's box set where the alien would come out <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think there is an ultimate set that has all the aliens, all the Predator and right. these ones. I already had all the aliens up to a certain point. Yeah. The Predator I picked up on 4K. I just ignored these because I'm like, fuck, I don't care. I don't have interest in watching this, but this 2007 made me want to watch it. So glad I did. Had had a blast with it. It's super fun. Um, yeah, right. just a lot of crazy violence and cool set pieces. That, I, I think you're going to That, that does sound one. like a fun movie yeah. to me. Uh, Speaking of crazy violence and uh, chaos, from 2006, go for for our uh, top 100 slash of all time. 2007? Oh, 2006. Oh. I watched Hatchet. Oh, yes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Maddie Maddie asked if this this, this could work for 2007. (laughs) On Google, it says it released in September of 2007. I think think it had the limited releases. I think we decided. I I mean, it's your choice. I guess you kind of use it. No, I think think if if the the version that we're watching is is played at a film festival. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm okay with this. Like, because yeah. normally we would do if it isn't, but I guess now you have had ten mm. whatever years, fifteen years, sixteen yeah, years man. to to watch it. I think you really go with whatever is yeah. the the, yeah. the 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 main release. Yeah, three hundred is an example where it says two thousand six, but that ver- version was not the version that was the final version of the movie. Same with Trick or yeah. Treat. Trick or Treat is two thousand seven. Yeah, because I think Trick or Treat they didn't change the cut as far as I oh know. okay. I think like the th- cut they showed of three hundred, it was like unfinished effects. And everything. Oh okay, it was like still probably a lot of green screen yeah. shit. Which seems like why is that even listed? It seems weird, right? Six in that case, like it's almost yeah. like a test audience. But mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. we've allowed three hundred, but for this purpose, it doesn't go by. If we're doing twenty twenty three. There's going to be t- things listed as 2022 because we weren't able to watch them till now. Yeah. Uh, we're going for the Canadian or, or U.S. release usually, yeah. um, which is getting closer to being actually the year of now yeah. with the, in the stream. Yeah. I th- and I think this is the best way because you had movies like, what was that spinoff of Conan or whatever, and that movie came out like in Europe or whatever, and we didn't get it in North America until like three years later on DVD. It never had a th- yeah. any kind of release. Uh, like, to me, that seems silly to consider, you know. But now that we're going yeah. back. Yeah, I think it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So this is a 2006, 2006 movie. It does baby. not count for 2007. And the movie starts off with Robert Englund and like, uh, I forget the cat's name, but he was in um, uh, Frozen. Uh, uh, no, not Frozen. Um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Anyways, they're yeah. in this uh, bayou swamp and they're hunting gators and like there's a bunch of jump scares with gators coming at them and then out of nowhere, Hatchet comes in. Victor right. Crowley comes in, just takes them all out and like so they're um, go to New Orleans uh, cut scene 
It's a bunch of like young dudes partying in New Orleans, getting drunk. Girls are flashing and whatnot. Farmers in the streets. And the one guy's like, I'm kind of depressed. I don't like girlfriends kind of being upset. He's like, I want to go on this riverboat haunted cruise. So they go yeah, to check out. Yeah, his girlfriend recently yeah. broke up with yeah. him. He's all mopey. So they go to check out this riverboat haunted cruise. They go and Tony Todd answers the yeah. door. And he has this great fucking joke about how like he's getting sued. Like he sets up and he's like, you know, I can't do this anymore after what happened. It was a cold, dark night. A guy fell into the water and he sued my ass so he plays it almost like he's telling this ghost story and does a cool stinger at the end anyways this movie is a love letter to american slashers of is the this 80s. top 100 for you did it make i, it top I think it might actually i feel like, like you're a big yeah fan. i i, I really this movie the problem with on second watch uh the, the comedy really falls flat for me like yeah, yeah a lot I, of I, I jokes that. that just kind of i like, think ah. some of it works and some of it's cringe yeah but I feel that with a lot of Adam Green's shit. The, the gore is so good. The story behind it is so good. It, it's like, yeah, the, it, the origin story. Like in the in pumpkin the, head. It has a great, yeah, the mythology. They do a great mm. job selling that. And the music and stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, I, I really dug this movie. I, I'm going to give it that. I would argue this has some of the best kills in slasher history. It really does. Like, like they, 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 they look there great. There's a power standard to the head. There's some girl getting her head the ripped off. The one gets off. Yeah, ripped off and from the jaw. tongue is still moving. Yeah, like that, and that, I think that's practical effects. Like mm. Both of those are like, if I'm doing top 25 kills, those are both being up. Yeah. This Maybe was Maddie's 85th movie there we on go. his top 100 yeah. uh, of, of horror movies of all time. I, I can't say I... Doug, I, I, yeah. I, I get that. Like... I, I just I, I like the characters the, the, the jokes really yeah. uh, didn't land I, for me this time uh, I, and the I, acting's not great but yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. I, I still I still have a lot of fun with it yeah, yeah, there's some yeah. stuff I, I thought the black guy was kind of funny the black guy to like where he, he, he is he, doing he's constantly the, playing off on that right yeah <laughs> like there's some jokes there like there's a great moment where like they're all they're all afraid and you look and it's like literally they turn around and he's, he's up, up by a the tree, tree. <laughs> I ain't coming down Adding, yeah uh, yeah, he plays the stereotype, but he plays like off of it. And one of my favorite endings in a slasher as well, yeah. without giving anything away. Yeah. So I'm going to give this movie, I think, seven point five eight. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm walking around so there. It did go so, down for you so it might not bit. be yeah. in top hundred. If you yeah, did. It, it, it really went down a little bit. So a similar movie from 2007, Hatchet Two. <laughs> <laughs> In the city of Sylvia. Okay, uh, yeah, that, that, not so. Not very, that, very similar. Uh, so this is this is was a really this would be a movie I probably wouldn't have even known about if we were weren't doing this 2007. And you start going into best of lists, and this one kept appearing on a bunch of people's lists. Usually, like spot nine, spot ten, spot eight, whatever. But it, it kept showing up. It's basically. People watching the movie. I don't know if this would be either of your guys' thing, but it's it's this guy. He's oh, like mystery science theater. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's in Salzburg or it's somewhere like in German France border mm. territory. Um, and it's this guy who's been on vacation before six or eight years before and. And he met this girl, and he's he was really into this girl, but it was a quick exchange, and 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 that was it. Uh, and now he's back. There was some magic he's trying to find again, and all he does is he's he's in a sketchbook and he's looking at people and he's watching people and watching their interactions. And all of a sudden, I just got fucking sucked into what's going on. Like I felt like the city and being where this guy is, and then he sees a girl that he thinks for sure 
is this girl. And he doesn't even know if her name is Sylvia or Sylvie. <laughs> and he starts following her around this town. And honestly, it could be a horror movie or it could be played as the meat cute. Sounds like a stalker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, and it, it kind of rides that line. Like it's sometimes playing it like, oh, this is tr- like maybe this is the, the true love thing. It's almost a silent film. There's very little oh. dialogue. You, you hear dialogue, people like murmurings and parts of conversations and, and music or whatever. But it's it's definitely played as almost like a silent like experience. But he just keeps following this girl and trying to find her or whatever. And I don't want to like he eventually meets her, and it does not go with either of those expectations in either of the ways. And it instantly like clicked, and it was like this is exceptional. This is like this is true to life, true to what would happen in this scenario, true to like people's memories, and it, it does such such an amazing inversion of what it would be like to be a tourist in a town where you're really the only you don't know anybody else you're the only person there there's some going to bars going whatever but it's it's fly in the wall everything is 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 that and and the expressions that he gets from these non-actors is almost bresnian in 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 his way of pulling out expressions would which would be like their true selves or something mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it eight i really really oh, liked it awesome like uh, I, I i it's been uh one of these like great mm-hmm. discoveries that i'm so glad I, I got to watch because i bet i wouldn't wouldn't have checked it out right yeah like uh, i wouldn't have been as tuned in to what all the like the the hidden gems mm-hmm. were in 2007 and, and that's, that's why we're doing it man that's why we're doing it and that's why I love doing these mm-hmm. years. Like sometimes these years seem like oppressive, and 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 this year maybe it, even more so because we're doing slashers at the same time. So it's like mm-hmm. I watch Miami Blues, and it's like fuck. Sometimes I just want to watch whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then I got this the next day, and I went, oh, okay, yeah. I'm still I'm still on the train. I'm still there. Um, cool, yeah. Another film kind of in similar vein. I watched from 1972, The Flesh and Blood Show. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I talked last, not last episode, maybe it was the episode before, but Pete Walker's Frightmare had a lot of Oh, fun. yeah, British guy, right? Yeah, so I've been wanting to check out his other films in this film. I've been wanting to check out, even though I heard it's lesser, but it's got a great title, got a great poster. Um, there's like a woman and... Um, uh, fuck a, a guillotine these, on the cover. Both of these have actually been on my Shocktober list for the last couple of years. I realized after you mentioned it in the last year, I was like, why do I know this? And it's. Well, they, he, I think Kino put there's out. There's a cult. Kino put out two box sets, and each one had like four or five of his films. Right. So he's got a bunch of them. Um, this one didn't work for me, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it, it's just, uh, I guess it, the, the fucking premise is awesome. It's all these people. They're um, at at, a, at an abandoned theater, and they're planning to put on some kind of artistic show. A bunch of like you know, young actors, and then there's like a famous or an, an actress that's kind of just did a big horror film. She's kind of gonna name out there, but she wants to. Her her agent says, "Go do something like this to you know develop right. your skill." And uh, while they're there. It kind of starts out. There's weird stuff happening, and then people like people go missing, and then like the, the guy swears he saw you know the 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 body with the head chopped off. But then when he calls the cops, and when they go there, there's just mannequins there. So all the setup is great, and I'm kind of digging this, but it just didn't really go 
where like who the killer is isn't that interesting and the kills never are that exciting it, it just kind of dragged i felt it's weird because the last like 20 minutes it shows who the killer is and then we get a flashback of why he became this killer but then it goes into 3d so it's like literally i had to pull out 3D glasses to watch oh, yeah. the last 20 awesome. minutes. I watched on YouTube. I think all I think the prints are all like this because I think they might have came with. Um, you so, just happen to have one kicking around. <laughs> I, yeah, I have tons of 3D glasses that came with various movies. So I, uh, I, well, I was, I, I had to stop and go get them and whatever. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, movie didn't really work for me. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Four and a half. Oh wow! Uh, this is not making my top one hundred. Uh, but I never heard about this. I, I was kind of warned that this is a lesser one. Yeah. Um, even though it has a great premise and great title and great poster, um, I, I personally wouldn't bother with this. It, it was kind of yeah, kind of boring. Didn't live up to the flesh and blood show. <laughs> um, Maddie got anything? That's else? it for me. Okay, so I I've got uh, a movie Maddie watched. I think the last episode Ooh. or maybe two episodes, actually probably two episodes ago, uh, from two thousand seven, uh, the orphanage. Oh, awesome! So this made my list uh, on uh, our top, top hundred horror, and honestly, this might have been the movie that kind of like re-sparked that uh, passion. Really, really would have been one of the the movies. Uh, I probably. I bet I watched it not in 2007 but 2008, and kind of made me think ah maybe I'm 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 gonna be more open to like the modern horror stuff because I and, and and I've gone back to a lot of these movies over the last few years and I I you know I talked about identity the other week and they they still there's something that yeah not, not so much just does not connect with me and this did it it um originally and it, it's about this woman that goes back to the orphanage or, or this house that was an orphanage that she grew up she takes her young son who's ill and her doctor husband is there they're going to set up this kind of kind of orphanage but not it's not an orphanage it's it's kids that just have uh various disabilities and they're going to come there and do all these kind of fun things it quickly kind of goes into this dark area where the back history of the property is seen. I will say it it may be lowered in my estimation oh, really? a little bit. I think this is my third viewing. I, I probably hadn't seen since like 2010 okay. or 11. Um, some of the now knowing where it's going some of the impact of, yeah. of that is is lost a little bit it, and some of it is like so coincidental like how everything kind of leads a certain way that i i just felt it's a little bit manipulative yeah um it, like and and maybe me being like also hyper aware of some of these things that work so well i still think the scene uh, the scene where originally the sun disappears, the same party they're having, that so good. is so fucking excellent. When they go to the rocks originally, all of that setup of the house, the house mm. is this amazing character. Uh, there's so much atmosphere. And then when they the sun goes missing and they bring in the experts to do kind the of seance the seance. Or what have I think that seance is the one that is up there with like changeling mm-hmm. in terms of execution. We need to do like top ten sounds. Yeah, like yeah. there, there's that's usually always the best sequence in most movies. Like yeah. Drag yeah. Me to Hell is another great one. Oh, uh, yeah. But I, I think 
this might be my number one. Like, there's just something about it. And I think Geraldine Chaplin, who plays the woman that is doing the seance, is so perfect in it and her readings and how, like, she's, how she's reacting to everything. Almost like a, like a calm demeanor to, like, she kind of amplifies and it. And when it amplifies, yeah. you you hear it in her voice, mm-hmm. uh, 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 like, it's changing her body language, changes mm-hmm. throughout all of it in, in real re- realistic ways. It's very spooky. It is as she starts learning more. The tension is there. It's like there's a knock knock game. Oh yeah, that is played at the beginning and comes back in the end. Holy yeah! <laughs> it's a spooky movie, right? It like, is a spooky it's scary, movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies that does still unnerve me. Yeah, um, Danny would give it a seven for sure. <laughs> Danny would give it a seven for sure. It would, it would, it would uh, spook him out a bit. I'm gonna give it. Um, just so everybody knows, this is Danny Pazanko, <laughs> whose top score is seven, and that's if it really scares him. Uh, and no movie really scares him, supposedly. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight, uh, which is probably down slightly from like eight point five nine. Or, yeah, like yeah, a, that seems low for top one hundred mm-hmm. for you. But top, I guess it's horror. Top hundred yeah. horror. Like I I think eights would have made the list. I I think it'd still be my top hundred. Mm-hmm. I think it was my top fifty. I think it was. Um, it was in the back end of that. I, I don't know the exact number. Yeah. It would probably fall closer now to the back back end on 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 third and and most recent viewing. And I I just didn't get to it the last time, and I've been wanting to watch it. But the emotional fucking gut punch at the end, it's still there. But you know it's coming, right? I like, know it's, it's coming. not as like, harsh. Is, is that kind of like a lot of those films? Like yeah, yeah, you the got others, it. Like you got it. You got, you got like one crack of that apple. Like, like they still work, and you're still like looking for clues leading up to that. But mm-hmm. it still never hits you as hard. That, as hard as the first time. That might be it. And and I, you know what? I think the others I'd given such a a longer stretch. Like I may, it may have been like, yeah, a, a little bit. First came out, kind of deal. I think I'd watched it once. I hadn't really thought about it as much. Where the orphanage, I thought about how. Like, and there, there are great scenes, like when the girl gets hit by the bus. The uh, oh my god, the hooded character that's following him around, like the, the, it's a, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. It's still an incredible yeah. movie, and I still was like, would I say point five? But I yeah, just yeah 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 yeah. There was a few things that happened that set up the disappearance of the the son, mm-hmm. and I none of it was surprising to me anymore. Yeah, because none of it is ambiguous. It, they're really telling you what's going to happen. Yeah, they, they they really do. But I think that's part of the, part of the charm in this. Like it's. I think the first time watching yeah. this, right? Because you go, God damn it! Yeah, I could have been her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, still a wonderful movie. Uh, it just, uh, you know, it was so high in my estimation. Like I I thought about this. Like if we had done a top hundred horror movies when I first came on the podcast, this would have been top twenty. Oh yeah, just because like, yeah, yeah I yeah, revisited yeah. things, I rethought about things, and mm. and things moved up. I I've always held this in such a high a rarefied air above most people I know. It's elevated horror, man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it actually is. No, I think, no, it's, uh, it's... I think it maybe plays. Under it kind of yeah. has that Del Toro feel, though. Like, yeah. I think he produced it, right? He produced it. Uh, yeah, he's an executive producer on it. I, I don't know, and and this may be the other thing. I don't. It's directed fairly well, mm-hmm. uh, and Del Toro is not a subtle director. Mm. J A whatever uh, Boya, I think his name is, is even less. 
Like I saw the impossible last year and it made me like almost sick how like <laughs> exploitative it was by the end of it mm-hmm. because he just wants to play thrills. He knows the language yeah. of movies so well. Anyways, Kyle, what else do you see? Uh, I just got one more uh, slasher film. Uh, I talked about uh, Sleepaway Camp 1 and 2 previously, and I watched oh, the third oh, one, yeah. uh, Teenage Wasteland from 1989. Uh, Pamela Springsteen returns uh, as Angela in this one, another round of slayings. Well, it opens up with uh, the titties, what it says, like milkshake on the titties? Yeah, Is I, that th- this one? I think first minute of the film... Yeah. There's nudity. Well, it's not just tease. Like she gets up, and I think she's walking around full front. I don't know if it shows the front, but you definitely get like it's. She's walking around. The only reason you remember this is because like there's tattoos. Yeah, so she's got milk and shake on her breasts, um, and she gets killed off, and Angela takes her place. Mm. So in this film, um, she returns to the camp. I forget what they call this time, but this camp it's made up. Rolling Hills. I forget. I think it's something different in this one, but Uh. you could be right. Uh, But it's made up of upper and lower class teens. Uh, mm. and and everyone is a stereotype in this. When you have the detestable racist fucking rich character, mm. the girl, you have the the uh, you have the bl- uh, black character who grew up in the ghetto, mm. and uh, he's always playing rap music out of his ghetto blaster. But it's like it's literally like every single scene. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like. Oh no, he's he likes rap music, so he has to be playing it every, every single scene he's in. And then same thing, the character spray painting, he has to be spray painting everything. If he's standing oh, how there, how else would you know who he was? If That's he's standing there, he's character. spray painting the tent. If he's there, he's spray painting the tree. If he's spray painting their notepad, he's always spray painting. Like it's so um like that. Um you have the dirty old man who is the dude, I can't remember his name. He's Scrooged. He's the homeless guy that dies. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, gets yeah, frozen. yeah, 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 yeah. He's entangling cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the dirty old camp counselor in this one. He's mm-hmm. kind of cheating on his wife, banging the young camp yeah. counselor. Um, and then his wife is like the lazy, you know, um, she's just sitting there and ordering all the kids around. But yeah, I mean, it is still kind of fun. You got fish, firecrackers, which kind of fun. You do, like, the deaths are fun. You're getting, like... Um, you know, she tricks the reporter into snorting. She thinks it's coke, and it's like chemical Ajax. cleaners. It kills her. You get bats to head. Um, her roasting marshmallows over corpses. Decapitations. Mm-hmm. You get a drop from a flagpole. Death by lawnmower. Arms yeah. torn off. I stab with syringe. Like it's, it's got some decent kills. The problem is, for some reason, this must have been around that time. Like it's super neutered. And, oh, they kind of and they cut. have like on the DVS deleted scenes because they're shit quality. You couldn't fit them in the movie, but like all yeah, the deaths man. were originally much like when it hits and this one, it hits and you don't see it. And originally, like you hit, and you saw the stuff come out. Got oh, like it was. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think that kind of hurts it. Mm-hmm. I I almost just feel like I loved. I came off watching part two, which I is feel so this fun. is a, a lesser version than part two. Yeah, like two. everything is just the jokes aren't as funny. Yeah, the characters man. are like not as fun. Um, I mean, you get an Angela rap in this. It's kind of fun. <laughs> she replaces the tape and the rapper's uh, ghetto blaster, and it's her doing a rap. I, you get a cool, like, sleep away, sleep away, <laughs> like this rock tune at the end. But yeah, I don't know. Every, you do I'm a happy camper? Oh, I'm a I think happy you get that camper. a flashback from that, from part uh, two, yes. uh, which, again, it's like a long five-minute flashback. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't digging this one. I'm going to mm. give it five and a half. Oh, I mean, wow. I feel like I'm being, like, Stingy, a little too hard on it, but I also think like part one is so great. Uh, part, part two, two is, is amazing. so fun, and then this is like more of the same, but it's like everything is good. lesser. It's like the kills aren't as good. It's not as fun. The setup isn't as good. It's like just, mm, why prop, watch part mo- three? Most sequels, right? Yeah, like, 
that yeah. that stick to the exact same. Yeah, there's, kind no, of there's no need formula. to watch part three. Well, see, yeah, I, again, I mean, I would disagree with Friday Thirteenth. I mean, I love part six of that. It could but be my I, favorite, but yeah, part three is a bit different. I think that's part, doing something yeah. different. Yeah, well, I think that's the difference. Like they when when sequels go in their own kind of different mm. ways, and we're seeing that with Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there can be lots of good things about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to. But if you just try to make a carbon copy of the other, you'll never get the magic of whatever made them say, "Yeah, make another one." Yeah. Of these. But I don't know, man. Like if if we had all those unrated deaths, that that could yeah, punch us up. Maybe, I, I I just feel maybe. like like when on Sasha's like this, that you're relying on the deaths, but then you're not showing a lot of them. It kind of hurts it, right? Like, but anyways, yeah. I, I uh, let's. That's all I have. Do you, do you have anything else? No. Should we get into Mission or, Impossible? I think well, Adam has... yeah. So we've oh. got we've got another guest, uh, uh, you know, Sweet. list of of stuff to go over. So this is from the Comfort Films podcast. Awesome. And they've got our uh, ten movies uh, from two thousand seven. Their top ten of what what would be there. And let's check it out and and see what they said. Hello, everyone. This is the Comfort Films Podcast. I'm John Macy. And I'm Georgia Macy. And we like to talk about the mac and cheese of films. Uh, We want to thank the folks from Movie City Maniacs for including us and choosing our 10 favorite 2007 movies. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we've been thinking about this a lot. So, in no particular order, here we go. Zodiac. Zodiac. David Fincher, really into that. Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., creepy, super cool. Dude from Fargo. (laughs) (laughs) Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. That's one of George's favorites. And I got to tell you, it's one of mine, too. I mean, that is such a good time. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and then Timothy Dalton. Yes and yes and yes. (laughs) Edgar Wright directed second film of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes and another yes. There will be blood. I mean, how could we not include that? We all know about the milkshake. We drink the milkshake regularly. Next up is Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Freaks me out, but it's so good, so we could not include it. <laughs> we could not not include it. Oh, yeah, right, not not <laughs> include it. Whoops. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Man, I had no idea what this movie was when we saw it in theaters. Tommy Lee Jones just, like, lays it down. Josh Brolin and our main man. Javier Bardem as yes. Anton Sugar. That's so good. And then he does that cow punch thing. And Whoa. the most horrible haircut in film history. <laughs> Next up, we have got 310 to Yuma, the James Mangold remake, starring Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Wow, what a delight. And special mention, Ben Foster, also great in that film. Yes, and Peter Fonda. Uh, Next up, Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Mm. It's a crazy sci-fi movie. Maybe a little under the radar compared to some of her other picks, but it looks phenomenal. Um, And it was inspired by, I think, 2001 and Event Horizon and other great space science fiction with a twist. Yeah, we're real suckers for sci-fi. And this thing is amazing. And Killian Murphy and Danny Boyle. Yes, sign us up. (laughs) Next, Into the Wild. Wow, this has an amazing soundtrack and it looks amazing. Next up, 1408, John Cusack, Samuel Jackson, and Scary, Scary Stuff in a Hotel. This is an amazing Stephen King adaptation. And finally, Wes Anderson's The Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, I mean, how could you not like that? Again, a gorgeous movie, a gorgeous soundtrack, incredible actors. I believe them as brothers. I have two brothers. This movie is a super good time. We love it. Yeah. Well, that was it. It was pretty hard to narrow down to 10. So if if you guys want five more, 
Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, we got him in the bank. All right. This is John and Georgia Macy from Comfort Films Podcast signing off. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, uh, John and Georgia from uh, Comfort Fields Podcast. Yeah, an awesome list. Uh, yeah, another awesome list. Another, like, there's a few picks in there. I, 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 1408 keeps showing up. I'm telling up, you, buddy. And, and, it's a good film. I can't, I can't uh, get on board. But you guys love that. I, I feel like we might see that. And Darjeeling uh, uh, appearing there. And I, I wonder, like... Matt, you got a brother? Like, the, is that like? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not as charming. Matt doesn't like his brother. I guess they didn't like their bro- brothers. To their point. Oh, yeah, there, there's some contention there. Me and Daddy get I'm along just, just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Th- thank you so much again. That that was that was a, awesome. Another great list and another like interesting how people's like we've ha- we've had three so far. They're, they're very all diverse, yeah. right? They're very diverse. You see a few different things. This is all, the the first one that would have, you know, uh, maybe some of the uh, like uh, uh, coverage that we've done. I think every mm-hmm. single movie we've covered. The only so one far. is not Pan's Labyrinth, but I think yes. we're not including that just because I think they're going by its main release. I think was two thousand seven, yes. but it did have some festival. And play we, we've in we've had that I think on the other couple lists where the, the Black Book was mentioned two episodes ago yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, Cinema de Meep uh, retro uh, uh, movie love podcast. Also, Black Book was a yeah. limited release. Was then brought out full into. I'm sure Pan's would. Probably make all yeah, three of our sure. lists if it was if we were going to include it, but uh, yeah, I, there, again, there's going to yeah, I love pants. There's going to definitely be some of those on on our lists, I'm sure, for sure. Um, Mission so, Impossible time. Yeah, I guess with that, let's throw up the trailer for the first film we're talking about today. Here's a trailer for Mission Impossible Three from 2006. Retired from active duty to train new IMF agents, Ethan Hunt is called back into action to confront sadistic arms dealer Owen Davian. Davian emerges to threaten Hunt and all that he holds dear, including the woman Hunt he loves. Uh, yes, we're talking about Mission Impossible 3 from 2006. Uh, this is J.J. Abrams. Is this his... I think first debut uh, feature feature film, yeah. Oh yeah, which I think it's awesome. like a record for like I don't I don't I doubt that's the case now. I feel like some of these Marvel directors they they've been getting guys and yeah. giving them two hundred million dollar movies, but maybe they they've had a 
big film before yeah, that? Yeah, they probably. I think most of those people, like John Favreau, had had movies. Well, John Favreau. I'm more yeah. thinking of like the, the Russo brothers yeah, had had. I think yeah. stuff before, like usually like one, yeah, one like small indie film or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this had a big budget. I think it was like 150 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, J.J. I, I, Abrams seems to be love or hate him. A lot of people have definitely went down the hate path. Oh, I, I feel like love. recently. Um, I don't know. I've, I like Super mm-hmm. 8 a lot. Um, I'm I'm kind of... I like his Star Trek movies fine. I don't, yeah, like, I'm kind of neutral. I don't think a J.J. Abrams movie has ever been like, holy fuck, that movie's amazing. But they're not usually... I don't know mm-hmm. if any of them I've seen is bad. Well, probably the newest Star Wars. Yeah. Really category. Okay. Oh, yeah. The third Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I found that fun, but yeah. Yeah, that's... And maybe the... The one I feel I have to go back and watch Star Trek again. Like, I gotta watch because what there's three Star Treks that he did. I think he did the first two, Two, yeah. yeah. I don't really want to go back to those, so I'm Mm. like, they're (laughs) they're fine. Like, I I, I just don't ever want, I'd rather watch like any Star Trek probably over, even though some of them are gonna be worse. Yeah, they're gonna be more like, I just feel like he's an imitator. And not really like that style. You can tell he grew up with like the Spielbergs, and he tries to homage them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know. I think Super Eight is fucking great. Yeah, I really like Super but, Eight. Uh, I think it's that fine. would probably be my top ten of whatever year it came out. I think that's my favorite of the Abrams movies, mm-hmm. yeah. which would maybe play in my hand for this one. Now a he bit. did yeah. compose and do sound effects for a little movie called Night Beast. So, oh wow, 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 <laughs> which is a fun Vinegar Syndrome '80s creature film, which I recommend. He kind of feels like a TV guy that makes movies, which is yeah. it's not a bad Thing, well, he like, was kind of a writer too. Like, I didn't realize he wrote Taking Care of Business with Blue Wait, Sheet. really? He wrote Forever Young with awesome. I think Gibson? Gibson, Gone Fishing, the uh, yeah. Joe Pesci, and uh, Denny Glover. Denny Glover, I think, did he write Armageddon? Really? I feel like he, wow, I wrote that. Maybe it's wrong. I have that wrote down. And he wrote Joyride, which I really yeah. actually enjoy. That was a surprise that held up for me. Um, did he write? I gotta look this up. I have that written down, but maybe I wrote down something different. Uh, no, yeah, he did the screenplay yeah. with Jonathan oh, good. Hensley. Wow. Again, how much he did of that, the two of them wrote, did he come yeah. in and just spice up the dialogue? I don't know. but Also, yeah, I yeah. don't give a shit about Armageddon. I think it's a fun movie. Like, I think it does have a bunch of fun characters, mm-hmm. right? It's a big, dumb, stupid yeah, disaster but it, movie. It's a popcorn flick, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like the end of the world. Um, but yeah, so very interesting. Did you guys read this to David Fincher? Yeah, almost directed this. Almost directed this. What? And it's not that he dropped out because he just. Uh, I th- oh no, it was he had. It was creative differences, right? Yeah, it was creative differences. I have a feeling he was probably going a darker. Yeah. There's a quote about him basically being like, "By the time you get to the third movie, yeah. things are in place too much to actually yeah. like." He seems like a weird. Tr- I wouldn't even want to see him. Like I know he was talking to a World War Z sequel too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Do keep on doing your your social networks, your zodiacs. Yeah. Don't come in. Give me a another sequel. season of Mindhunter. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, I think that is yeah. finally happening, isn't it? Oh, I'd be oh, awesome. I th- uh, they, I thought I heard they that keep talking you know. that's going to and not. I want Bill Tench to be in everything. I want the guy who played Edmund Kemper to yeah. be in everything. So they replaced him. Joe Carnahan is then uh, hired, uh, which I could maybe say work. He does kind of big dumb blockbusters, uh, and they, he had Kenneth Bra- uh, Br- Brana? Brana? Brana. I can never pronounce Kenneth Brana. Um, who's going to be like a Timothy McVeigh kind of character, which is, again, almost seems like that's... You, well, I guess it could work, kind of, if it's not... I don't know. Like not Joe, as dark Joe Karen's smoking aces, dude, right? 
I think he did the he did a bunch of did he do A team or are getting him mixed up? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's I mean he was known for those kind of big dumb yeah. but I've heard like I haven't seen A Team, but I know it has a fan I I heard it's like a super fun, stupid blockbuster movie. But yeah, I'm not saying he'd be a great choice, but I could see him maybe working. I, I actually think Abrams is the right choice for this, even though but we had Carrie Ann, Ma- Ma- Carrie Ann Moss and Scarlett Johansson were part of that cast. Like, that would have been an interesting cast. Well, I guess... Scar- and for the Simon Pegg character, did you hear... He- yeah, it was Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Ah. No, so... Th- but these were all people... So, Scarlett Johansson is Carrie Russell's character. Couldn't do it, conflict. Yeah. And Well, I think all of them... I think all of them were hired on. And then, so when they did the switch to J.J. Abrams... He's stuck doing a show, and he's like, I want to do it, but I have to wait. My contract, I can't do yeah. it for like six months or a yeah. year. And by that time, these lo- people, Now, Carrie Ann Moss's all. character, they they wrote out, but Scarlett Johansson's yeah. character is Carrie Russell's yeah. character, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, that the Ricky Gervais is, is just Simon Pegg. Yeah. Which I... I I'm glad. I think Simon Pegg. Yeah, I think he probably... Especially when we get yeah. into the later sequels, this, yeah. this is like a bit part. I think the he's later... He's still great, se- very good at He's this. still good, but I do think like... Like we'll talk about the next. We're going to talk about the next film shortly. Like I, I think he's starting to like really get that role, and I, yeah. I, I I'm starting to really enjoy his character as these mm-hmm. go on. Because before it was kind of Bing Rames, and it was like let's replace with different people. They're starting to like the former well, team. Well, I think Simon Pegg is also even when you have a weak joke, his line readings are so good. He plays oh, them game, like yeah. in both of these, the movie that's coming up and this movie, his jokes are kind of bad. But he uh, plays he knows how to them. Deliver. I don't know. I, I really his delivery like all his stuff is quite four. quite good. Um, yeah, like I, part four, I think he's even sharper on the delivery and knowing what to yeah. to do. They're fucking like a kids' movie joke that that they're throwing in there all the time. But and I don't think Ricky I think Gervais it works for him. Yeah, else. I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. I I do feel like it does work though, and maybe it is because it's delivery. Like. I think it works for his character. I thought about him. I was going to like write down some lines because I was like, I like them. And I started reading them and they're like, these are fucking horrible. <laughs> it's just like, like, he just knows how to he like, just knows how to them. Uh, uh, bring them and, and his timing in those scenes. Like they're, they're allowing him those moments and, and, and comedy like yeah. is, is part yeah. the written word, but it's a part timing. You got to breathe, baby. But this one, he's, he's really only in, is he in a scene? Maybe two? Two scenes. It's really the the agents in this one are Jonathan Rise My Rays Myers, Maggie Q, and then Ving Rames comes back. And I think those two characters are so forgettable and yeah. uninteresting yeah. in this. Like I don't care about them at all. You kind of I know people are like, oh, in. they need to bring her back. And it's like like she's Maggie Q's fine this, but she like they're both the most forget they're mm-hmm. as forgettable as the Austrian in part two. You can kind of see who yeah. they bring back. Yeah. And and you know who they don't. And Jonathan Reese Myers is like he's the worst version of what the, and Jeremy Renner character is because they I think they saw him as like yeah we want a guy that can be kind of fun sidekicky you know yeah but that he's guy, just not fun like there's that. no depth well he tries to say the jokes about the women or whatever mm-hmm. a few times and yeah it's bad yeah it's, it doesn't work um and the whole thing is about Ethan Hunt. Trying to get out of it, yeah. he's, he's now getting back married. <laughs> he's going to marry Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We were talking about that movie yeah. earlier. Uh, was it this episode? Last episode? I don't know. Um, it was yeah. this episode. It all blends together. <laughs> it, yeah, it's almost so, like we're recording them Zodiac because uh, we were talking about uh, 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 Zodiac. Sooner. But uh, yeah, so you get that, and then you have 
Billy uh, Crudup, who is the guy that's trying to pull him back into... Which I, Billy Crudup would happen to that guy. I, I love that guy. He was so Almost good. Almost famous, Watchmen, Public yeah. Enemies, Spotlight. Like, he's doing all these movies, Justice League. Yeah. Like, all these movies I loved, and then it... Like, he's on a show now, Hello Tomorrow, that's supposed okay. to be good. Um, he's also not, like... He's not great in this. Or most of those things. He's great, uh, almost famous. Almost yeah, famous. like that's the only one. He's good in uh, Watchmen. Uh, I like like Watchmen. I really he's fine. Watchmen. I would say he's fine in those movies. Like he's mm. he's good. He's not bad. I never think he's mm. bad. But do I, am I like, Billy Crupp, he just made everybody Almost famous, yeah. yeah. Almost famous. Like almost he's famous. going to he hold that. Movie, like, yeah. uh, but that's, that's probably it, right? Yeah. I, and, yeah. And part of that is I think how he re- reacts to Fugit. We could do a whole yeah. almost famous thing at one point. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I like him in everything I see him. He's never... He's fine in this as well. Yeah. But like... Yeah, like in Spotlight, he's fine. But there's usually like two or three actors who are like... They're better. They're just like... He's, he's just like... Well, Lawrence Fishburne is better in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as uh, the IMF director... <laughs> Um, Carrie Russell coming Fishburne's off. never is no he is he back? He comes well, back that, later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Comes, not, not, he's not in the next one for some reason. Yeah, then um, he's back in the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Carrie Russell. He's got some Alec Baldwin scenes. Yeah. I remember now. Oh, yeah, Alec Baldwin is in. The, yeah, wow. You see, I'm excited to watch this. <laughs> um, even though I feel like I just watched them. Uh, Carrie Russell's in this. Obviously, you know they got the Felicity J. J. Abrams. I'm assuming they they you know worked together for what? How long did that show last? Years. Six, seven years or something? Wasn't that a huge? Not show? that many years. Probably like five, five years. Uh, she's a, an actress too. Like I usually enjoy her, but she oh she's Americans, right? The Americans, which is oh, okay. one of the best shows is, of all yeah. time, and she's incredible in that. Oh, never heard of it. Um, <laughs> the Americans? No. Oh, about Russian. Sp- this is like the problem. Like that's like all timer. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and and some of the best acting. I think she's an incredible actress. This she is fine. She doesn't have a lot yeah. to do uh, in this one. Uh, I guess she trained three months for that action s- sequence. Hmm. I, well, she was she's in this. Like she was like a main character in like. Yeah, wasn't she a spy scene. in Felicity, or am I thinking of a different show? No, spy in the Americans. No, I thought there was something. Did she not do a the spy diplomat? Thing? Is now maybe the, I'm getting her mixed up with the al- alias because that's J.J. Abrams as well. Yeah, that's uh, Jennifer right. Garner. Um, for some reason, I thought she did a spy. And this is like too. why, like I kept thinking because the Americans, like they missed an opportunity. They didn't put her in any wigs. Always good with wigs, yeah. being a spy. <laughs> and there's no m- robot like that brings you mail, which is also a crucial development of being a spy. Like this is, I thought about this later. The Americans had some points about that they could really learn on from Mission watching Mission Three. Um, I'm guessing Americans is like a silly. Spy thing? It is not at all, but it, it doesn't take itself too seriously as well. It's fucking great. It's like the greatest I, I, thing ever. I actually really like this opening sequence, but the what I love is the opening sequence. This is one of the best ends. opening sequences. Like the ending, really. Um, yeah. It, 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 I, I don't get affected by uh, deaths of movie characters very often, but that death really like it, it, my oh, stomach yeah. dropped a little bit. Like, and it, you don't know who that is mm. yet, and then that's how like. But Cruz plays it so well. Like, yeah. This is an important person. And well, we didn't. I did. I said the best for us. Philip Seymour Hoffman. My makes God, this fucking movie. what a villain! He He's might the best be one of the, in the best series. Villains. And honestly, like, if J.J. Abrams didn't shoot him so ridiculously with all those stupid close-ups mm-hmm. half the time and not actually allowing, like, uh, when see, I, I like all that shit. I think it adds. Nah, it sucks. 
it's like such a like TV device. Like you got a bad actor, so you're not gonna let him. So you're just gonna show part of his face. Give me fucking Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. And that first scene, you do, but a bunch of stuff later, you're getting all these kind of weird close-ups on his face, and you're I getting did, him did yelling. Uh, I disagree. Yeah. I like all that stuff. It kind of reminds me of like the Kittred scene in Brian De Palma, the part one. No, because you see his whole face, and this it's way closer in these, way closer to his face. I just feel like it's a, a TV cheat for kind of like poor acting. Oh, hmm. um, he's great in this. I don't like he's the best villain in the series. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Who's your girlfriend? I think you take what him out do? of this film, and this film oh, drops false. quite a bit for me. I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to hurt yeah. her. You're going to hurt oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's, that, <laughs> and that's another scene where they shoot that one, and they allow him to kind of work. It's mm-hmm. later while they're look, working the like kind of mechanics um, of what's going on. And that it does fall kind of apart a little bit as they're trying to like – the action sequences aren't as – Impressive in yeah. This. I'm trying to. There's no um, big oh, that set pieces. Bridge that, scene is fucking insane. Oh, the, the, yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I agree. Actually. The bridge scene where they blow up the bridge the with like the helicopters the helicopter. where they rescue uh, Tom Cruise riding uh, oh, in the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. He goes flying and yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, and well, you got the the jumping scene as well between the <laughs> the, the jumping's not as exciting. The buildings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, again, yeah. I feel like we've seen jumping. Right, the, we already had a jumping in part two. We've already got him hanging. In part but I, I enjoy like the like they had like the fulcrum. I guess. They yeah. Had the, yeah. Yeah, like I like the explanation of that, the execution. Yeah. That, and again, I actually. I kind of blame Abrams. Abrams mm. is fine. Like, there's nothing like you would go, well, that's bad or that's bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing's also like. Uh, again, I, I'm going to go with Maddie, though. I think the bridge scene is pretty fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. I think this is the, like, after part two, I think the action scenes in this definitely feel a lot more like mm-hmm. raw and grittiness to them. Huh? And they feel yeah. like you feel those punches, people getting thrown through shit a lot more. It feels it feels like you believe these people can yeah. kick ass. When Philip Seymour Hoffman's beating the shit out of them, you believe that. Yeah, like, he's tough. So uh, the opening, <laughs> the opening of this movie. Yeah, he's tough. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking about this uh, before I lose my thought. Uh, how it starts off with like, 10 and he counts down to 10 yes. and like he pops a bullet in her and like that opening scene is so harsh and like your gut is cringing do you think that's an apology for part two it's like listen we're sorry for part two I th- we're gonna open this up like we're taking this back yeah like, this I, is, I do this think is, it's uh, a uh, a repositioning of of the franchise mm-hmm. for sure I, that first scene so this movie for me is the reason why like I always thought this movie was fine. It was good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch the other Mission Impossible movies because I just thought they would be fine. More of this? Like, oh, this will be fine. Yeah. But I wasn't rushing to see it. No one was telling me to go see these movies. And it it kind of it's it's kind of the same. Like this is maybe a little bit better. Than part two? Then I, no, oh, it's way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but better than my memory. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Because um, I watched this in 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, it's good. Mm. But I, I kept thinking, like, that opening is so fucking good. And that scene on the plane with Phillips, you just mm. want it. I just want it to be more mm. engaging. Like, I hate that he's in a 7-Eleven in this movie. I, I mm. Like, I hate that... That like I don't feel any actual stakes in most of the of the set pieces. Hmm. Even like in like the, the when they're at the Vatican when they're trying to like 
kidnap him? I thought that was like a nice little yeah. tense little thing. Like, it's fine. And he had to like spray the wine on him. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay. And like the guard opens the door and he's like holding back and he can't, doesn't have the voice modulator yet. So he's like, that I love. Give me one second. That one I, second. That, I, yeah. that scene, I, 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 that section of that yeah. section, uh, scene I love. But it, the before kind of reminds me of maybe my least favorite section of part four, which is the third section. Like, there, which. It's all fine. It's all like yeah. nothing is like, oh, this is a bad movie, but nothing really excites me outside of maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman's like. Mm-hmm. I think it, it all, I don't know. Like the stakes are pretty high in this one, though. Like they think, literally they, capture his. They feel personal to. Like, yeah. Ethan yeah. I, I do right. feel like, yeah, exactly. I think the stakes are the most personal in this one. He's not just trying to save the world, he's trying to save his they wife. They literally have or, his wife yeah. tied up. He's beat the shit. Like there's a lot of times it's like, how is he gonna? Yeah, this whole movie this. because there is like something, but like what's it called? Uh, I, I forget what it is, but like it is definitely a MacGuffin. You don't care what it is. No, you like, don't, and I don't yeah. care about that. I feel uh, maybe it's back to that. Like it is so personal. It opens mm-hmm. up so personal, and then you got these scenes with Living her. Carrie Russell's kind of personal because yeah. he trained her. But it just the more it, it goes along, it feels less. It feels more, and again, I kind of know what you mean in the sense that, like, other the the bridge scene, I do think is incredible, but this doesn't have as many. Like, there's parts where, yeah, the Philip Seymour Hoffman scenes are the highlight, and I don't know if it ever hits that high. The bridge Mm -hmm. scene's great, but the ending and stuff, it's good, but yeah, I think you take out Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie. Yeah, loses a lot. Like I think you take him out. So incredible. We might not have the other. Yeah, you're probably right on movies. that. Actually, well, I don't. I don't know. Like this, this film didn't even do that well. I was surprised how it didn't. Well, like I'm surprised we got a fourth. To it's, be honest, it's a, it's. A, and I know there's this is. We talked about a bit. This is the Tom Cruise. The politics are coming up. The Scientology. Yes. he's jumping on couches. He's maybe not doing the best. Yeah, Paramount decisions. gets all pissed off of, uh, about what he's doing on uh, off. Yeah, the the movie screens as well, and there's a whole thing too. Did you guys read that? I guess like South Park did a, an an episode about yeah. Scientology and Tom Cruise mm-hmm. in the closet, and I guess the, whether it's true or not, the rumor is that he said like I'm not going to do advertising for this film because I guess Paramount owned Viacom, who played South Park. If you re-air this episode, oh. so they're supposed to re-air it. They canceled it. It was supposed to never be aired. It again. is a quit coincidence. Like it's a he co- does say though like. But yeah, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if he did. There's, I heard Scientology. You've mentioned anything. Yeah. You're getting like lawyers yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Very um, litigious. he says like I, I didn't even know about this shit. I got better shit to do. I'm trying to make phones. But, I'm yeah. sure he. I, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, and and also like Trey Parker and Matt Stone have inferred that that's happened, and it's the only sh- episode that wasn't re-aired. Well, no, there, there's also there's. I think they had to cut one with um the con- other religious stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Muhammad. But yeah. that's not that season. Yeah. I feel like anytime you mess with religion that's not Christianity, you yeah. But this was the only one from that season oh, okay. that wasn't yeah. reared. So yeah. why is this the only one? It could have been Scientology separate in general or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and here's the other always underlying stuff. How much do does that cult? And that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's yeah. not religion. It's a cult. Yeah. Well, I think all religions. It, uh, <laughs> there, there's some truth to that. Don't want to. Well. Don't want to offend religious yeah. people, but I'm going to offend everyone. Yeah. Hot takes. <laughs> I think. I think there's the difference between. I guess that you could maybe make an argument is like other religions usually have like a public community. That religion has a private community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. There's a difference there, but I, I think whatever. Tom I think Cruise one blackmails does. you for the rest of your life, and one 
you know, molest your children. You gotta, you gotta choose public, one or the other. Yeah, publicly. yeah, yeah. A real Sophie's <laughs> choice there. Yeah, it's public though. Yeah. It's yeah. all out yeah. there. You'll yeah. go to the the cookouts and it, yeah, it'll you'll, be fine. You'll know. Um, <laughs> they will, it's okay. They just send that priest to another church. They got him out of that church. Though. But, but yeah, Anyways, there is yeah. an underlying thing. But I I think this movie d- did have like um, a residual kind of positive effect. Where people went back, J.J. Abrams' career also, I think, helped make the other movie. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, the 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 fourth movie. Yeah, I think he, he goes on because he, he was going to direct the fourth one. Had to step away because he was doing Super Eight. Yeah, and and so I, I think the other movie gets made for other. Ex- but if this really was considered a bad, like the well, second I think movie, this critically this does well. I think that's what they yes. said. Box office, it didn't. There's a lot of shit going on with Tom Cruise at the time. This is not uh, yeah, coming still back is to, okay. Yeah, the, the, coming yeah. off of the second one to the third, like wow, oh, the second one sucks. I'm gonna go see the third. Yeah. fuck you, Tom Cruise is jumping on. Couches. I didn't see fuck this in theaters. You. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I think I really wanted to. It was one of those things that kept on things happening. But I remember being so excited, waiting for it to hit DVD or blue. And I think even then, I and I, I ended up not seeing it as soon as I normally would have. Um, but then, yeah, part four, I was there like opening weekend. Um, it's just part four, like it sells you better, which we'll get into. But before we talk about part four, a couple of things I did want to, uh, Michael, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Gaiakino takes over the score for this. Who did like, he's done some great scores, even though I don't find this one that memorable. Like I, I love the score from super eight, John Carter, the Batman. He's done some good scores. Um, I think he comes back for some of the later movies too. I think from this, he does definitely. I don't know if he's done them all since then. Yeah, but he definitely comes back and does a couple. Isn't it Michael, uh, the guy that did? Yeah, it's G I A. Yeah, C C. How do you pronounce that? I I don't know. I'm terrible with last names. I shouldn't even try. (laughs) All three of us. Michael G. You want me to try guys? Yeah, he does. does He like he's a Incredibles. Ratatouille, yeah, or yeah. no, maybe just Ratatouille. Uh, anyways, he's done. He's done some. He comes back for the next like. film. Um, but uh, other than that, I just want to mention uh, Carrie Russell. I don't think I'm spoiling. Can I spoil what happens to her? Sure. Yeah. I just think that fucking like the aftermath is oh, disturbing with the fuck. eye. Yeah. And apparently, like that apparently, it was way worse. They had to like oh, cut yeah. it back. Well, I, I think it was probably more like. Bloody yeah. shit oh. that was happening. No, no, that like eye, like yeah. the twitch oh, it's is better. Ooh, that, 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 that got me like, oh, that's a I crazy. I do guy. really like in this one, we get to see how the masks are made because it's yes, mm-hmm. like, that's cool. It's yeah. Kinda, and it fucks up. Like it kind of like, it always sound, seemed like almost too fantastic. And this one, I think you can kind of buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like uh, Philip Singer Hoffman when he's getting like, uh, I forget what this line is. That was nothing. That was fun. Isn't that when he's like getting his ass kicked or something? He's no. What he he's talking. I wrote that down. That was fun when when uh, he killed uh, oh, Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, so I, I love that line. Um, and uh, again, kind of a cheesy line, but uh, I think it's Lawrence Fishburne. I will bleed on the flag to make sure the stripes stay red. <laughs> yeah. So patriotic. I just thought it was kind of a cool line. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise, we talked a little bit about, but he has a fucking running sequence in this one that is like, it's it's almost faked. I think it's faked. I think you can see where it cuts, but it almost seems like it's a one take, man. That is a fucking run. That may be the run of all runs. Like, I think it's like a three minute run. What what team is this? Where's he going? He's running. um, 
it's where he's just running through the streets. It goes on. It's like a yeah. long uh, yeah. side view, and you're just seeing it from the whole side view for like mm. three minutes. But there long. is like cuts. yeah, you see one cut when he goes across here. But it's still I think like, there might be a couple actually. There might be yeah. like he c- it plays pretty well though. Like they yeah. they, uh, they make it. Um, and yeah, the, the the final fight between uh, Hunt and Hoffman is pretty good. Like they make the Phil end Robinson kind of is anticlimactic. Though. Yeah, I agree. But I do because he's so yeah. such a fucking great. Yeah. villain. Yeah. It does seem, yeah. It seems kind of a cop-out. Yeah. It seemed like they had to, like, rush it. I don't know. Mm. Um, either way... It's fine. I, yeah. Like, I, I don't... I, again, that's this movie, for me, I don't have, like, huge criticisms. It just doesn't... If this is a standalone movie that's not part of this series... People don't wouldn't be talking about this that much. I still I don't think know. I think they would, Zimmer actually. Hoffman is a villain. Like, I still think that's one of the best villain performances. Like, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, um, I I wish he almost was in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of this movie, uh, and I yeah. be, because then that movie. But again, I think this whole the whole story in this one is so personal. I think like that one it wouldn't work. That one's about nuclear bomb and end of the world. But like, like this, if you could tie some yeah. of that shit together or whatever, like mm. he's just so good in yeah. this movie and it, it just feels like they kind of, they set it up, it's like going to be high stakes and after the second movie, I'm like, okay, I'm in this fucking thing. By the, like, I don't know, I just, just not- I just lose some of that. Like he's not in it enough to like make me really care about the stakes i kind of agree in that like those scenes are so tense and i would argue that the, the final battle is great other than like you said doesn't have the path but like i really enjoy i agree with matt i enjoy that scene with the wine and everything but i also don't get the like he's not the scary villain during those scenes that scene kind of plays goofy no because there's no there like Maybe this is Maggie Q or, or whatever, but like the second he interacts with someone, there should be like something yeah. there again, right? Yeah. Or some personality. They mute him. Mm-hmm. They give him nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and again, like I just find all of J.J. Abrams' stuff is like brisk and light, and what like he doesn't have the depth of the director like a Nolan would to like. Fucking to be fair, this in. is his first film. It's a hundred fifty million dollar Tom Cruise production. Doesn't I mean, matter. Probably... This is like I'm watching this movie, right? And, yeah. and also now I have like he doesn't have the guts to ever go there as a director. Mm. He's a he's a he's a copier, and not a copier like De Palma, where yeah. he's like, I'm gonna beat that scene from Vertigo. I can do this. I can do this. This is like I saw that scene from Vertigo. I'll do that, but like safer. And that's J.J. Abrams, uh, I think, as a director. He's, a, he's an incredible producer. He knows how to make successful things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't excite me as a director. Hmm. Like, would I rather watch E.T. or Super 8? Mm. Yeah, but would I rather watch Super 8 or, like, a lot of other films of the past 10, 20 years? So. But a similar sort of... But the, uh, yeah, there's just not too many. I, I don't know. I just like that he does make those. Even That's as, fine. If you want a copy, his Star Wars, that is I think, less. are super fun. Like I, I don't know. 
They're think, okay. I'm uh, like I. Just, I think he knows how to put together great set pieces. With maybe exception to this film, I think this, like I think all his other films have a lot more exciting set pieces. But I do think again, I think that bridge scene is pretty fucking incredible. Right? It might be up there for one of my favorite. We'll, we'll have to see. I'll have to the think about that. Like it, it barely registered for me. Uh, that seemed weird because yeah, a lot it reminds me almost on. like a Nolan ask like you know I, I was getting Dark Knight vibes because yeah. they're all like. You know, they have to stop all the SWAT soldiers come down with all the machine guns, and he has to stop them from getting to him. But then he doesn't have a gun, so he has to race to get the gun. Yeah, I, I thought that's pretty exciting. <sighs> and all the bullets are constantly off with, with the surround sound, and you're feeling yeah. all that shit around you. Yeah, I thought it played pretty well. Yeah, like, I I like that scene, but I I never, like... And I love Tom Cruise getting, like, it's blowing from the explosion. Pardon? <laughs> 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 Double blown. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, what do you guys yeah, what, give this one? Like again, I like this movie. Yeah, I, 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 I'm giving it an eight. I, I, I really yeah. dug this movie. I, it has dropped a little bit for me. I'm between yeah. seven and a half and an eight. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, I'm gonna still go eight on this one. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven. Well, we didn't even mention uh, the first movie has a maniac. Yeah. yeah. Second movie doesn't. Second movie is a double maniac because it's so fucking good. Uh, yeah. No, uh, or so fucking bad. We all went under six. Yeah. Under six. That should be like that. Should be another score. There should be like 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 a, like a toilet flush or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. We got to get a good name for that. Those ones because there it are there are a few films that we all three like don't like. That and again, I don't think I hated that film. But thought, you went under six. Yeah. Under six is a fucking bad score, man. I don't know. That's not. <laughs> You don't give under sixes a, uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think I under, I, like fives for me is like could be fun, but kind of mediocre. Usually five to six is like I don't hate the film. It's usually mediocre for me. Yeah, you're 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 right. They, they you have so I many think, like variants. Ha- hating for me rating. is like three, maybe four. But you also like you have a scale. Like, is this like a big production? Is this a small production? Yeah, I take yeah. a lot into account. Yeah, you 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 definitely have a, a different. Overview. Anyways, I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm I'm not gonna go maniac. I I just yeah can't. yeah yeah. yeah I, I, it it reinvigorated me to keep watching watching because the second one was such a fucking. There, it definitely brings the franchise back, and I think we're, this is the first film where we're getting, and at least in my opinion, like action set pieces that are, you know, they're gonna be topped in later films. But this is the first one to me that these action like the second film. There's cool action scenes, but they definitely feel very ballet slow motion this is the first one where yeah. they feel raw gritty people are getting smashed punched it feels like we're gonna get it's the a first preview one of what we're gonna have get. the like slow it's just like there's it's not an action movie like the other than the end scene and yeah. and yeah this this plays like the next mm-hmm. uh three movies and probably the next the, yeah. the ones coming out uh, so this film budget 150 to 186 men it only made 398.5 so not even two and a half times its budget where they say is where you have to make do get to before you're making profits. I'm sure they spent a lot marketing. Actually, speaking of marketing, did you guys hear about the marketing for this film? They put they rigged four thousand five hundred random boxes in in L.A. these with these in, in vending machines um, with these digital audio players. So when you opened it up. It would play the Mission Impossible theme. Kind of okay. cool. Oh, I think The dope. problem is they're all like falling out or hanging loose. So they looked like fucking bombs. Oh, no. So, yeah, like the bomb squad was fucking <laughs> had to ca- get called for so many of these and detonate them. And it was like this big thing okay. in L.A. Uh, yeah, so kind of funny. Um, yeah, the, this film, um, 
domestic gross was significant, significantly lower than Mission Impossible 2 and remains the lowest of the series. Um, yeah, didn't uh, we talked about the whole... And the only other thing I had, kind of funny, um, I guess because there are so many, when they're filming in Rome, so many people are gathering around, they actually set up a fake shoot <laughs> a couple blocks away with women in bikinis and then some people in nuns as well to attract people to go watch that set thing because <laughs> they were like getting too much uh, watching. That's actually film. kind of funny. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, that's it for Mission Impossible 3. We got one more in this epic double feature. Uh, should we just jump right to the trailer? Yeah, of course. Uh, here's a trailer for Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol from 2011. An hour ago, a bomb blew up the Kremlin. president has initiated ghost protocol the entire imf has been disavowed now i've been ordered to take you to washington where they will hang the kremlin bombing on you and your team unless you were to escape after assaulting brant and me but if anyone of your team is caught they will be branded terrorists out to incite global nuclear war What happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. So, what's the play? Blame for a terrorist attack on the Kremlin, Ethan Hunt and the entire IMF agency are disavowed by the U.S. government. Forced to, to go off the grid, left without resources or backup, Hunt must somehow clear the agency's name and prevent another attack from a dangerous terrorist who has gained access to Russian nuclear launch codes and is planning a strike on the United States. Yes, we're talking about Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol from 2011. Uh, Brad Birds, uh, I think this is his debut, f- like live action. Live um, action. Yeah. Uh, he came off of Incredibles and Ratatouille. I yeah. Say, I like Brad Bird yeah. a lot, and I wish he would do more live. Because I know, um, I guess the only other one he did is it just Tomorrowland, uh, which I haven't seen. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed Tomorrowland. I'm not mm. saying it's a great movie, but I don't put any of that blame on him. Like I think any issues with that, or I, I don't know. I remember being there's some cool set pieces, mm. visually cool. 
And uh, like this film, I think just plays as a f- big, fun, yeah. epic blockbuster. Like it's this is kind of like what I wish Marvel was. Like if you're going to go the silly and fun, like this, but not as you know, not as cringeworthy. We you know we don't need like. And, yeah, I'm not going to start getting into this. <laughs> um, but I didn't realize he was the writer of Batteries Not Included, which is kind of cool. Really? But, yeah, going oh, back crazy. To, and Iron Giant, which I'm embarrassed to say I've not seen. And I've never seen it either. <gasps> Maybe Ken, if you're listening, yeah. that could be our homework episode. Oh, have you you never <laughs> seen it? I've never seen it. I'll, yeah. I'll mention that to Ken. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he would probably love it. So, that. yeah, we're, we've got a homework episode Coming up, at coming some up in September, where our uh, our friend Ken, who's been on a Shocktober series, is going to pick a film that we've never covered or never seen. None of us have seen, mm-hmm. but he has yeah. that he likes. Maybe he doesn't like Iron Giant, so we shouldn't yeah. pick yeah. Iron Giant for him. But I feel like I'm he just would. Who some knows? Options. Um, as we mentioned, Adrian Abrams was going to come back, but couldn't uh, do to a scheduling thing, I believe. Um, and uh, do, 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 do. the only thing I had, I guess, for for the they were gonna not they were gonna call it sorry Mission Impossible Four was the original title because we've just had two, three, yeah. four. It's coming off Mission Impossible Three that didn't do too well. They kind of yeah. wanted to start it again. They were almost thinking of not even having Mission Impossible in the name and just having I think they had some like Ares or some bullshit name. Uh, and also Christopher Nolan's coming off a of Dark Knight. It's kind of cool not to have the Batman, the Dark Knight in yeah. it. Um, but uh, I, I'm glad mm-hmm. you you need Mission Pass from the title. That yeah. would have been weird. Um, yeah, r- writers we have Josh Applebaum and Andrew Namick. I guess they kind of didn't do too much. They're like a t- a team of writers. Like the only thing I saw, they did the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles film. So not a great track <laughs> record. As you mentioned, though, Chris McQuarrie is hired. To, he's uncredited rewrites, but he comes in and kind of like. The story is kind of like there's too much going on, and I, I think he kind of like simplifies it, it, right? Which yeah. is, is important. And he gives backstory why these people yeah. would be doing these things or why mm. they're all connected. So he, he brings the connection between Jeremy Renner and Ethan Hunt. Mm. He brings, he's like, don't kill Ethan Hunt's wife, mm-hmm. right? Like, like bring this. You know, yeah, it sounds like it was overcomplicated too, and like, and he said too, and and not as dark. And he was, and he was, he had restrictions, right? Like, there's certain things they had already built the sets. Yeah, they've already hired this, so it's not like he could fully. I'm sure he would have made different things. He could only do certain changes from what was already. They did reshoot the first opening sequence, the prison break. They had shot completely, and they, uh, but originally the team was unaware of. Of Ethan Hunt or something like they didn't know he was who there, he was? or oh. or they didn't know why they were getting him. In this one, they were confident. Yeah, and it's a great sequence. It is well, this great. one too. They don't know why they're getting him, right? They just know they have to break him up for a mission or something. They don't know why. Like he's there because he's killed some people. He's yeah. You don't, don't know why he's don't there. Don't know why he's yeah. killed people. But they have a mission to yeah. get him out to do this yeah. and then to go to this place. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that opening. It's mm. it's fucking fun. You got yeah. yeah. Is it Dean Martin? Right. I think it's Dean Martin. It's Dean Martin's yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, and Cruz is in this prison, and they're gonna help break it out, and they're opening up. Uh, well, again, Dean, another scene where guards yeah. are getting their fucking ass kicked, so he can yeah. escape. Mind you, uh, it's it's like Moscow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a gulag. Like, you don't know. You what's know. Going I'm, on. I'm sure. 
right now, right now, Did it's kind of the clock. Uh, I, 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 it's my first time clocking this. Uh, his, the, there's a friend there that he's trying to save. I guess like yeah. informant. He's calling him Dimitri, which is Dimitri from the second movie, yes. right? Which is kind of fucking weird, right? Like, is that just no? That's got to be in purpose. Yeah, I'm curious if that's like that's his like alias. And Dimitri in is in the first movie. Oh, get Dimitri out. is the guy that they 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 get the name of in that opening scene oh, of the first shit. movie. Hmm. All right, well so then, so all there, of there these like are a... connections. Yeah, uh, we did talk about maybe the only connection in the second <laughs> yeah. movie that you have to care about. Um, well, there's even there's a scene too, and I kind of got all excited where he's going to meet someone and they hand him it's the same mask from part one. And even yeah. the guy yeah. that hands him it is yeah. like a blonde, he's got long blonde hair. I thought yeah. that was the same henchman and I'm all excited. Max is back. They wanted to bring no. Max back for that yeah. scene. Yeah. She's, uh, Vanessa Redgrave said no. That's too yeah. bad because yeah, she would have been fun. But uh, you mentioned... I do like the guy they meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. Um, but you mentioned earlier Bruce Springsteen's wearing a Bruce Springsteen shirt. That was like a big deal where... They yeah, couldn't get the rights, episode, and he's, that, yeah. uh, he's, Bruce Spring- he's like, Bruce Springsteen was my neighbor. I'll fucking straighten this out, and he calls him up. And But the scene in the shirt. Kremlin, once they break out, yeah. and they, they have, uh, they're going to steal some records there. It's awesome. Oh, it's so fun. There is this great technology that they're using that, like, it seems like junk science, but until they start actually using it, like, Oh wow, that's great yeah, that they're using like it's that's like, it's insane. It's this is fantasy, awesome. but it also seems real. Like yeah. I think they do a good job of supposedly selling. they use that on like an episode of the original show. Oh that that's same awesome. concept. Weird. So it, it's it's taken from that. I do love though, like how they explain it where it's following the yeah, like, yeah. like yes. and then when there's two people it kind of fucks up and you get some stuff in there. Again, I think Simon Pegg is starting to really like He's he's starting to figure that character yeah. out in this. With yeah, Benji's in the field yeah, now. Yeah. They like to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, he's in the field, and he's just like a, like a yammering, nervous fella. Yeah, but from that we get this crazy fucking someone blows up. Well, I don't know. We can spoil like the yeah. built villain blows up the fucking Kremlin, blames it on IMF. IMF. There's a bunch of Easter eggs about him doing that. He's in the, when they first get in illegally, he's in the corner of the scene, and then they meet, uh, like, he walks past him. Yeah, I think I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of setup in this. Mm -hmm. Brad Bird, again, does a great job of, like, I think he's great with set pieces. He's good at doing these big fun, he knows how to put them together that it's, like, it's tense, but also, like, entertaining and fun, and there's silliness to it, but a grittiness to it. which then again, at least it seems like the vegan is like set piece because then he's he's in a car with um fuck who's the actor, Jeremy Renner and who's uh, playing the senator um oh Tom, Tom Wilkinson, Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't get a bit but a little bit part but like then that scene like you're kind of like he tells him it's been disavowed because they IMF is blamed for this and he's like you know I he he pretty much I can't help you but here's all this here's so, all the information sets him up but out of nowhere like. They're literally oh, yeah, talking, and then it just comes out of nowhere. Brutal. This shocking, like fucking machine mm. gun, and that is all great. Like it's just one thing after mm. another. I find uh, in this and that film, sequence least, in the river is fantastic. Yeah, that's great as well. As well. Yeah, um, and we're introduced to Jeremy Renner's character, who is an analysis, but then he may have some kind of past, or maybe more to his. So he you, was he was in the field as well. You kind of have a mystery there, and then Tom Cruise, you have a mystery as well. Uh, it sounds like his wife has died, um, and then he got revenge, and You're that's why he was in of it and what prison. Have you. He may he killed the people seeking revenge. So you ha- you have a bit of this. 
Um, Ving Rames is no Ving Rames is not. He's bad. not in no. this one. Um, no. We have uh, Peg is teamed up, and Paula Patton is introduced in this one. I like her in this. I think she's the only character that doesn't come back that I wouldn't mind coming back. I no. think they give her a bit of story. No, you don't like her. No. Oh, I liked I liked her in this. She's pretty wooden, I find, in a lot of the the scenes. Most of the people mm. that I like in this movie that they can't that, that I'd bring back, they they killed. So, <laughs> um, no, I like she's fine. Like serviceable. We're not going to get to a female character, un- unfortunately, in this series that they actually build out until the next the next one. Yeah, like yeah, her story. She's just kind of seeking revenge, but I don't know. I, I like her. It's so it, like she's just not a good actor. Like that's <laughs> like that's my take on it. Like I think she's believable as someone that could kick ass. So like she's got a height to her. She's got a physique that like I don't know. I believe the, the her fight scene w- between her and 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 uh, Leia Sado mm-hmm. in in Purge Khalifa. So pre Bond is like yeah, because she becomes a big Bond thing. But Mission Possible had her first, I guess. Mm-hmm. I never, I forgot that she was in. Yeah, and she was already doing a bunch of like uh, like foreign. No, sorry, like, I'm not yeah. saying this made her star just yeah. as, as a big spy. Movie Bond and Mission Possible are kind of the competing, and people feel right. Mission Possible kind of took over what you know Bond Bond's kind of lost, which. I, I would agree with. <laughs> I have no opinion um, on this at all. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah. Why you're coming both. to this party to watch this movie is like so many cool things. But there was one great scene, I guess, about the world's tallest building where they do like the, a climb, which is the, actually the world's tallest. Yeah, and they actually the, use the, the building. What's this, it called? The ta- Taj Mahal? No, uh, no, it's Burj Khalifa. What's oh, okay? What's the t- Taj Mahal? It's Taj Mahal is a, a temple. A temple, yeah. yeah. What is that from? That's it's in India. India. That's not in this. I think it's one of the eighth wonders of the world, man-made wonders of the world. Oh, why do I have that in my thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this this, yeah. this is one of the craziest sequences. I guess they actually use ever. the actual building to do these climbing. It. So he's he's a uh, five almost six hundred meters up in a almost nine hundred meter building, I believe, somewhere around there. I don't have the exact. Maybe Kyle has the exact numbers of this. So I think, by the way, I think he went to Taj Mahal for um, Tom Cruise promoting the movie or some shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I must have read something on it. Anyways, <laughs> like a different place. This was yeah. Dubai. Um, and yeah, like they go. He Tom Cruise goes out, and it's kind of like an like yeah, it's important. He gets access to the service, but it doesn't. It's not a major plot point. They just want him to climb. This it does building. feel like yeah. all this is really extravagant for what they have to do. Yeah. Like they have to just get the make these people think that they're the other people Getting to get at the same time. They go to like, a lot of work for but it. But this movie, yeah. that's why these movies work. Yeah. These this is the. This is the antithesis of why you want to come see Mission Impossible. We're going to put these people in like crazy stunts. And we're going to build tension. That's the other aspect of this that maybe some of the the second and definitely the second and the third movie didn't necessarily get. There's tension. Time is tension. Mm -hmm. And they make a joke of that with Jeremy Renner saying, 20, you got now 23 minutes or whatever. (laughs) The countdown is not helping. Like, but like that's these movies. Yeah. That mm-hmm. these movies are down to the second, and I think they get the all of. I think the, I, I think since the first, this is, and I think from going forward, they kind of nailed that aspect. But I agree, like those are definitely missing in, in two and three, mm-hmm. um, where like there's constant like shit that's going wrong in the missions, and you constantly like, I don't know. If and if you these feel like if, don't if happen, yeah, 
stuff will happen yeah. that is bad. Mm. Where before it's more open ended. We've been in. We this can figure open this out. And I think that's honestly like I saw the third one and I watched the fourth one. Then like a couple mm. nights later, and I went, "This is so much better <laughs> than yes, you that feel one." Attention. Uh, I do think it I, helps though that Renner and I, I know you disagree with Paul Penn, but Renner, Patton, and Peg are much better teammates than um what the fuck was that the the two Maggie yeah. Q and John and I also you know. don't think they're that much better to be honest like uh, I, I disagree I think that's why Jeremy Renner so is good. fine like I'm not a Jeremy Renner guy like I, know. He, I agree actually he's he's passable I don't understand the love he's getting He was almost the, the, like when this before this film came out cuz part 3 hadn't done well mm. everyone's saying like he's going to be the new He's going to take over this franchise. They're introducing him in this film to take over. There was yeah. talk of that at one time. I do like that they kind of make fun of him because I kind of make fun of Jeremy Renner in my head all the time <laughs> because he's a ridiculous person. Um, but I, I yeah, like, would you like care to elaborate? <laughs> like, no? like he's so self serious about like who he is as a person all the time. Yeah. Like his record that he put out a few years ago. He has a record. Oh my god! Is he rapping? No, he's not rapping. He's like crooning in these l- hilarious songs. They're, they're so oh, funny. That's amazing. Like, he just is so unself aware of himself, which is probably why he's able to be this the yeah. big star because he's a ridiculous person. <laughs> like, he's, I'm rarely like, yeah, you got, even in something like Wind River or Hurt Locker, he's on like the border always of me of being like, he's good in this, but man. I hated him in Hurt Locker hated him i just couldn't feel he's just so wooden in like a high tense situation he didn't have any tension for me like i think hurt locker yeah. would be like one of the greatest fucking movies of the last 20 years for me if, if he, he wasn't, wasn't in the lead it. yeah hmm. um so i just don't know an example where it's like fucking jeremy renner isn't jeremy renner incredible but, uh, not american hustle am i been american hustle where he plays like the uh, yeah. like the Robert Kennedy's character, like he was really good as that. But that's uh, that's that's it. I feel like when he, like in this movie, kind of does it a little bit, little bit where it elevates him to almost ridiculous levels. Mm-hmm. But then it tries to make him like so responsible for all this stuff in Ethan Hunt's life. I didn't like that the first time I watched this. I don't really like that the second time I watched this. Yeah, but I still think the camaraderie between all of them is just fun. They all play well off each other, right? I, again, I, I, think, I think that's missing in part three. There's no yes. Maggie Q and the other guy, other than, like you said, that one guy cracks a, a joke about, you know, whatever, picking up women. Yeah, it sucks. There's yeah. no there's no humor between those at all. The, the other, they try two. to make... I, I do, and I, I give it all credit to Simon Pegg. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the and Jeremy this, Renner, I like a lot in the town. I'd throw that up. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it. that yeah. might be the best Jeremy Renner role. Yeah. I think... When, I've, I know, I've always liked him. I think he's done a lot of movies yeah. I like. I don't know. I, 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 I agree. I don't think, like, holy shit, he's amazing in that movie, but he's done a lot of movies I like. I, that's so, also Wind true. River, like, yeah. I really like Wind River. I really... Tag was like, fun, even. Well, Arrival is pretty good. He's in Arrival? He's like the main guy in Arrival. Oh, yeah. He's uh, what the... the, the see, yeah, Amy Adams' uh, partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's in that movie? Like, I just forget that he's in these mm-hmm. things. I, like, the weird thing is, like, in, in interviews and stuff, like, you're saying he's so... I, I don't know. He's pretty funny in all the interviews that I've seen. Like, he doesn't really take himself too seriously in the interviews I've seen. He kind of goofs around. It sounds like he's, like, a bit of a... 
A prankster on set. Yeah, like a fake prankster, like a Hollywood prankster. He seems like the a George Clooney like of a, uh, pranks, but not like George Clooney. George Clooney. Let's George Clooney's like Clooney's a, a real <laughs> person. I never feel like Jeremy Renner, and I don't know mm. Jen- Jeremy Renner, but like I get this in in these movies. Like Jeremy Renner is in a lot of good movies, and yeah. and maybe I'm just he almost took over the Bourne franchise too. Oh, Until yeah. that didn't do well, right? Yeah, I didn't see that. So everyone believes in Jeremy Renner for whatever reason, and he's in these good movies. I rarely register him like you mentioned american hustle i was like what is he in american oh yeah that's good mm-hmm. and then i was and trying to th- witch hunters kind of fun like <laughs> i was trying to think of other movies and it was like wind river he's in oh but like hurt locker would be a better movie without him arrival oh i i like the hawkman in, tv yeah. the hawkman oh Hawk yeah you I. dug that didn't you i didn't want to say dug it but yeah. it was like i expected that to be absolutely unwatchable and it was one of my favorite of those marvel series but a- anyways yeah. he's anyway, fine in yeah. this in this in this uh movie he's fine in everything i never get excited about mm. jeremy renner and i don't like where they bring and this is a, a macquarie thing and i think it helps the other movies but you can tell like at first, he's just going to be part of the team, and he's going to have this backstory, and he's maybe going to be this kick-ass guy. And then they really try to go deep for a few scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's with Paula Patton, Simon Pegg, and Jeremy Renner. And I just don't think they can pull it off. I, the, my somewhat uh, lukewarm – like, not mm-hmm. lukewarm. Yeah, I really I, like this I really movie. Like I, like, I want more Cruise, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit less Cruise in this movie than maybe some of the others. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's okay. why I think I kind of like that about this because we've, again, like I, I never watched the series, but the impression I got is that it was always like a team effort. Everyone complained the first film. Yeah. You kill off the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always feel like it is kind of the crew show. And, and I love, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it being the crew <laughs> show, but I like, I think this is like out of my, again, I like the later ones too. They might, they're probably better, obviously, but I think this is the first one where I like everyone on the team and I like how they're constantly playing off each other. I, I think know. they're starting to get that, like, okay, this is the team we have to put around. I, I just don't think it's there. And uh, again, I haven't seen five and six yet, so mm. we'll, we'll see. See how it plays out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like that's something that holds me back. The, and the last third kind of holds me back. I agree with that. Actually, that's in my notes. I, I fucking love this. This has always been my favorite of the series, either this or the first one. Mm-hmm. This time on this watch, I mean, don't get me wrong. I When I originally saw it, it was I, I, real IMAX. I think I went to the real IMAX. Sure. They filmed those scenes. It was incredible seeing yeah. all that shit. Obviously, you're not going to replicate that. I have an okay size screen. I did watch the 4K release. It looked great. It's not going to replicate that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't shoot a lot of that stuff at the end in IMAX either. I, I think this is this not film, the sandstorm. No, but the, like all the stuff in the building. I mean, was actually. Oh yeah, like yeah, that, that stuff is crazy. Because I think the, is this the only actual Mission Possible that they actually shot? Like I know they've all opened and sold the IMAX, but I, th- I don't know how many actually uh, shot IMAX. Footage. Yeah, I feel like this is the only one. It would have been in, mm-hmm. then five and six. We'd have to look at, but yeah, yeah there the, none um, previous. What's to disappointing this. as much as I love Nolan, I'm excited for Oppenheimer. I'm really pissed at like. I'm, g- I'm going to have to go see this opening week because it's only going to be an IMAX for one week. Oh, that's crazy. Because um, Oppenheimer, Nolan has a deal with IMAX. When he released the film, he gets the, the, like, the month or two months, whatever guaranteed deal he does. And this is coming out a week before Oppenheimer. I mean, they're both going to get beat by Barbie apparently anyway. Yeah. So um, anyways, that's a whole other thing. We'll, we'll talk about that when we cover the new movie. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think like, I love everything up. And the, the last 30 minutes is fine. Like you have the, the fight in the, the car factory, which feels like minority report. I feel like yeah. that did that better. 
I, I just feel like the villain in this too, like he's okay, but I, I always struggle. Like these films, we have to believe that Tom Cruise is struggling to fight all these mm. old. Like that guy seems like he seems like an old dude. I don't he's know. much bigger than Tom Cruise, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just they just seem like old. Like I'm sure, actually, dudes. in real life, that guy might be might Tom Cruise. Give him a run for his money. Yeah, I, like, I never clocked it. Because because no. Tom Cruise is five seven. Oh, yeah, but I don't. Th- yeah, height doesn't mean much. Though. But it does in a fight. That's why five seven people don't fight six two people that weigh fifty more pounds than them. They never put those people in the ring. Know why? Because the person that is that much bigger, and I this is coming from a five eight person, <laughs> yeah. I will lose. But this guy seems like he's like sixty five. He yeah. seems like he'd be he's out of old. shape after like five minutes. He's old, but maybe like a few, and and he gets a few good hits in him. He breaks his. Like or at least yeah. sprains his leg early on. I just find that weird in these films that they tend to like his bad guys always seem to be sixty five year old men. Sean Harris is younger than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, I guess Tom Cruise just. Looks Phil Stormer Hoffman might be younger yeah. than Sean. Uh, I guess as Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise sells it as like a thirty year old dude. Like exactly, and and he sells it as a movie yeah. star. But again, in a real fight. Tom Cruise, because he stays in shape, is probably like five and, seven, one hundred and fifty pounds. It's not yeah. even about real life. Like we open this film up where he's beating the shit out of huge guys all in those, a Russian. But yeah. he's also outsmarting all those yeah. guys, right? Like he's ducking behind, doing whatever. You're totally right. Like that last scene, it feels. But then you can go well. Maybe this guy is just a bruiser, and one punch is going to be a lot heavier of, of Tom Cruise punching in the face, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, it's an okay sequence. The sequence in the actual uh, palace, palace or whatever they're at, it's is a bit ki- boring. Is a bit. N- it's kind of just like boring is not the right word. Just like, eh, cool. The the fellow who plays the uh, is fun. The head the of the uh, TV studio, like he is crazy familiar. I've seen him before. Slumdog Millionaire. He was a guy, the host of Slumdog. Yeah, right? he's a like, big, big uh, yeah. uh, Bollywood fellow. Bollywood right? actor. I don't think he's been in much other than that. That was, that's, that's where I would recognize. But him yeah, from. like you get this crazy thing. They're on this giant building, and it's so fucking good. And I'm like, yeah. why didn't I rate this higher? Like, yeah. what the fuck? And then the other happens. Yeah, I still think I probably underplayed it a mm-hmm. bit. Um, uh, especially after seeing, I think maybe, and I do like, like, I think, I think, I think the first half an hour, like, you got the escape from the Russian prison, then you got the Kremlin scene, which is a lot of fun mm-hmm. breaking, and then even the car scene. It's a small thing, but I think it it plays really well in the water. Like all those are great, and then the tower in the middle. Like I yeah. think, I think all those almost make up for. It, but it is one of those like they almost blow their load and don't. Even the have... train when they go to the train and they get in the yeah. secret train yeah, thing that's, that's fun, pretty fun cool yeah. and fun and memorable. I do feel like this is the like this might be the most fun out of all the films. Like I think the other ones have fun, but I feel like those ones are a little bit more serious. I feel like this one is really like breaking in the heist. It, it's really yeah, you might be right selling about that. Yeah. the. Brad Bird, I think, knows how to sell perfectly blend that goofiness, but not make it too like goofy. And Tom Cruise is, is yeah. like the scene where he's the general is is like he yeah. it's pretty fun and no, I, I really yeah. like this movie and and uh, I, I you just wish almost like it's almost like all timer if they the stakes at the end mm-hmm. like once you get past a sandstorm. 
I do. I I will yeah. say, I do like like it feels like that shit. Is he gonna last, make the yeah, time? Yeah, that lasts like and ten he gets it, yeah. like, minutes. It literally has good. like he has like thirty yeah. seconds. Maybe that's the time that the I wish there wasn't. A, there's a little bit of humor back and forth between people instead of being. Yeah. I wish they almost like. We've had humor. Now there's no humor. You know this is the shit. Yeah. Look, it's still good. All the stuff at the end is still good. It just could be like We didn't elevated. talk about, and I don't know the actor's name. I think he's, I don't know if he's done too much North American films, but how did you guys feel about the cop uh, that's constantly trying to catch? Yeah, he's fun. Oh, yeah. I think he's kind of adds to the kind of fun element. I don't know if you needed him. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, it never feels like he's much. Of th- he's ever going to catch. I just someone yeah. for like. I do like the, not outsmart. I do like the hospital scene, though. Yeah, I love the hospital mm. scene where he has to escape that. Kind no, of I'm point. I'm fine with. I don't think he takes away. No, I feel like he's more integrated than a lot of those bit so parts are in a lot of these. The movies. question I got to ask you guys: the nurse that put the clipboard down on Ethan Hunt when he was in the hospital was she in on him trying to escape, or was she was just? Uh, because she kind of helped him out quite a bit. Yeah. She's like another spy, or she just dropped the all, and she on the kind ground. of like gets a cop out of there. Like maybe hmm. so, there, uh, there, there's some red herrings there. Mm-hmm. Anyways. anyways, what do you guys? Uh, anything else? We I, I don't think there's any spoilers. I, no, I, well, spoilers. I don't think we need to mention. It. We'll just say two characters that aren't in this film, and you're wondering what happened to them. Make oh, it, yeah, 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 make yeah, a brief yeah. cameo at the yeah. end. I don't think we need to spoil. Yeah. Um, yeah, one yeah. you could say is Ving Rhames. Yeah, okay. he co- Ving, like <laughs> sure. You, you, he yeah. gets because we're he was supposed to be like a main part, a more part. I think we talked about it. He wanted seven point seven million, and uh, that's insane for what his role would be in this. I'm sure. Um, I mean, these movies make a lot of money, but also you got to pay Tom Cruise, right? He's got to drink some Heinekens on Granville yeah. Island in Vancouver at the end. So it's he all should right. be happy that he's getting invited back to these big budget things. He gets to travel around the world, you know. Yeah. Instead of doing Steven Seagal made for fucking yeah. video movies, <laughs> um, which he's been kind of relegated to. What are you guys going to give uh, Ghost Protocol? I'm thinking eight. I'm yeah. going to go eight. I, it, yeah. it went up a little bit in my estimation uh, for the I'm first. I'm going to go 8.5 for me on yeah, this one. Yeah. Um, again, I still. But this was your top dog. This Again, I go back and forth between this and part the, one. You know? But again, I don't know. Now that the, the other three, like, I haven't. Some of those I've only watched once or twice. So I can yeah, see I'm those overtaking this. Because this one I did notice cracks a little bit more than mm. I did the last time around. Like, I kind of, I think I'm really starting to dig the McQuarrie style of Mission Impossible. That, mm-hmm. like, it's a little bit more serious. And it, I feel like those play better as a whole. Whereas I do feel like this one, yeah, like, it has some amazing pieces. But then I don't think the ending hits. Uh, yeah, like, I already know that it's going to be hard to, uh, the, the, on the tallest building in the world, like this is going to be hard yeah. set piece for the next ones. Yeah, the next, yeah. the, the next one to beat. Yeah, this does this. That may be the best. I, yeah, we'll talk. What the? Yeah, I really got to think about. It. We'll do that at the end. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we're going to do it after. We're just going to see. We the movie we got too, three so. more movies to go. Like, um, this is a pretty good series. I don't know how much trivia. Just this movie had 145 million budget. Did 694.7. So we're getting to the point where this is becoming a big deal now. Um, yeah, it became the fifth highest grossing movie of the year. And this actually was Tom Cruise's highest grossing film at the time. Oh, wow. Uh, surpassing War of the Worlds. And uh, it was the highest grossing Mission Impossible film. So, yeah, th- this film brought it back after. Surpassed by Rock of Ages, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, this is the uh, just a really silly thing, but this is the first installment of the franchise where none of the villains are or used to be IMF agents. And <laughs> the first one that actually lights the match at the beginning, the fuse. Oh, for the yeah. opening credits. Oh, cool. Which is a cool We haven't talked about any of the opening credits, and we'll just do it really quickly now, but how do you guys feel that... It's kind of cool, but you get shit spoiled, but it's so quick you don't notice it. Like, all the, starting from the first yeah. film, yeah. they just literally show a best-of clip from the film. If you pause and look carefully, you could catch some big spoilers. Uh, I yeah. think it's fine. You have to yeah. really look yeah, yeah, carefully. Yeah. It's like you watch a trailer, and then... Exactly. when you It's it, even... You know? It's so much more abstract. Yeah. Like, if you took that down and were like, okay... You're gonna get this information for a week. Yeah. Tell me what the story is. You're probably still gonna yeah. fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of curious if, like, part one. I feel like you see. Do you see some of the deaths, uh, like, of the IMF agents in that quick thing? I don't think. No, so. I don't think so. I thought you see like the the Mila I I think there's like that long. the the tension that that's coming yeah, down, but you don't yeah. see that actual sequence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it is kind of that an interesting in idea that they technically spoil. The movie, if yeah. you know, it's it's kind of a yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's cool. I don't think it actually spoils any. I think it's it's too many random thoughts for mm-hmm. most of us abstractly to make a movie out of. Um, but yeah, that is it uh, for this uh, episode. Uh, again, we love we'd love to hear your thoughts on this franchise. We'd love to hear your love for Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us know uh, your favorite set pieces, whatever your favorite movies. Uh, we have a movie. Uh, we have a movie city maniacs. I can't talk to it. it's late. We have a Facebook group page, like page movie city maniacs. Find uh, us you on can there. email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com, and we're on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. Uh, and 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 thank you, Comfort Film Podcast, yep. for giving us your yeah, top awesome. uh, ten of two thousand seven. That that was very uh, enlightening to get more two thousand seven lists. Right. Yeah, thank you. This podcast will self destruct in five seconds.